couple, wacky trip, go together in time for birth. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast. On Sunday, the 20th of March, 2022, I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) And Robert Kemp. I make my my, my favourite intro of all time. <laughs> also, well, I was also I was also about to comment on what I assume was just the new music that we've not actually I haven't heard. <laughs> oh yes, this is true. It is season thirteen. <laughs> oh, welcome to the new season. Six seasons and a movie, except <laughs> way more than that. No movie. Way more than that. We're still going. Not really. <laughs> we have. Movie length of content on our YouTube That's channel. True. Maybe our collision software <laughs> videos constituted happy salad the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess kind of. Our version of indie game the movie. Yeah, exactly. Were you in the middle of drinking or something when you went blur? No, I was just I was, I overthought <laughs> what I was about to say. Oh no! And I was like, oh no! I just need to make a noise now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this noise. Perhaps that's the trick. Just don't overthink it. <laughs> Just make the noise that comes comes to mind when you're trying to think of something else to say. That, that's like a type of therapy, isn't it? Where people just sit in rooms and just like let the noise come out, isn't it? Like the, the, the... everyone knows that the you the, the answer to you know well if it's a word at least everyone knows the answer is cheese. <laughs> cheese, of course, everyone knows. Or Amerikan, well, if it's... it's an actual answer to a question. <laughs> What if you're looking just looking for a word? Yeah, it's always like... cheese. <laughs> it's always cheese. It's coffee cheese. I mean, it's it's the universal test of whether or not your browser is working, right? You you type cheese into it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you Google to test pretty much connectivity? Yeah. Is cheese? Yeah. If I see a lovely bit of Swiss, lovely picture of some Swiss cheese come up, then I know I'm good. <laughs> then you know. <laughs> then you know you're safe, and you're online. There's that classic quote from a certain YouTuber that's like, no matter how much you work, no matter how much money you make, you'll never be as famous as cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is Jesus as famous as cheese? Probably more. (laughs) I mean, that's, I don't know. There might be some truth to that, right? Because, like, I guess there are certain countries where cheese isn't really an eaten thing. I don't know. It's like, (laughs) Is, is rice more famous than cheese? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, what is the most famous? Food? <laughs> so famous. Apart from water, presumably. Yeah, apart from water, yeah. Is it? Yeah. So it's like a bread? food tier list. I mean, bread's in, speak of Jesus, <laughs> bread, is, <laughs> bread is in all on the... On the same tier. <laughs> yeah, bread's on the same tier and mentioned in the same breath quite a lot. It's pretty The whole daily bread thing. It's quite, it's quite high up there. Um, yeah, no one says, "Give us this day our daily rice." Or maybe they do in in, the, in other religions. Well, maybe they do. I mean, you yeah. might you might argue that the that that fish might be a close second. Then that's true. Um, there's a lot of fish going on in there. But is that just a coincidence in a Christian way? Because Jesus happened to be hang around with fishermen all the time in the Sea of Galilee. I mean, there are, there's a few fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> if he'd been on the plains on the steppe, maybe it would have been different. bread and cheese (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) then maybe cheese would be more famous i I suppose it would be a bit harder to distribute cow 
Like if you just if you just multiplied cows from a bar. Although if you multiplied <laughs> cows, that'd be a lot more food. <laughs> you don't turn two fish into like a hundred fish. You turn two cows into a hundred cows. You've made a lot more. That's true. <laughs> Even more of a miracle. Keeping a keeping a basket of cow might be a bit difficult. <laughs> but he's multiplying fish like outside of water, right? So they're immediately like yeah, they're they're edible. not like live fish. <laughs> yeah, they're not like live, or maybe they are, but they die immediately, which is gr- really grim if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I suppose they're pre-fished um, fish, though. Exactly pre-fished. Whereas if you multiply cow, that's probably bad. I mean, uh, the the bread is like the way more complicated part of that equation, right? Though, because it's, it's like fish is just like technically a singular thing whereas bread is like this mash of like several different elements <laughs> wait what you, you're saying a fish you is, think that's bread easier? is less complicated than a fish <laughs> do you think that's easier for if 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 god and if jesus is god created like all the animals and stuff then it's he already has the blueprint for like yeah fish. it's like <laughs> he already knows the design of the fish to just be able to copy it whereas right. bread is like this mashup of like different plants and chemicals and <laughs> And fungus and all, whatever. <laughs> probably not fungus in that, in that time <laughs> period. It's probably flatbread. No, you're getting into right. a Trinitarian argument there, dangerously. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's confused. Surely, if right now, it's a lot easier. If, if you're a scientist today, it's probably a lot easier to multiply bread than, than fishes, whole fishes. Right? Agreed. Yeah. You can, you can chemically I mean, they, engineer bread. Well, it, <laughs> Zach's thinking. <laughs> just like, you know, oh no, kept growing meat. So it is like, technically, we're at the stage where you could do that. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> not easier than bread, still, probably. But lab grown meat is not like a full cow. Well, no, but it doesn't have to be, does it? That was the, the point no, of the story no, no. isn't that he made a bunch of live fish to put in people's fish. <laughs> <laughs> it was that he fed the 5,000. <laughs> right. But would it have been as impressive if he just made a bunch of like, I don't know, gruel or whatever. No, what would be nice? I don't know. What's the simplest thing? Like tomato soup or something. If he just made loads of tomato soup, would that be as impressive as making No, I think like, I think what we're saying is is he hadn't heard that charity advert before. You know, whereas like if we if you just taught everyone to fish, it wouldn't be a problem. But instead he just gave them fish. He did it the wrong way around. I mean, that's not even true, though, is it? Like, if you teach everyone to fish, it's just going to become super overcrowded and everyone will have to get boats and shit. It's like, that doesn't actually work. They'll, they'll yeah. overfish it and then no one eats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like every saying along those lines, there's always the, the actual real world consequences from them. It's like, it's good in theory, but not in practice. Yeah, if everyone's fishing, then they start getting angry with each other and you end up with Brexit. If, if you give a man a cow, he'll eat for quite a bit. If you teach a man to cow... <laughs> teach a man to cow. And he'll don't know, he won't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Did we come up with that? I, I, I want to say it might be an Izzard thing. Oh, really? Well, I'm, not, I'm not 100% certain. Probably. It does sound a bit like... Is odd, yeah. I'd be surprised if we came up with that. That would be a bit too good. I love it, though. I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't love, though. <laughs> Same way. The plague. <laughs> the plague. One we of us had to get by it. the plague. One, one of us well, had to. Hey, had I to... go for you. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's true. No, I think everyone's going to get it. Well, two of us have to get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's inevitable, but... It's inevitable. I am surprised that I was the last one, really. I mean, I don't go out much, but I 
you know, this family is exposed to a charity shop on the regular, <laughs> which yeah. is like probably the second or third most likely place you're going to get virus transmission. And not even the plague After child. schools and hospitals. <laughs> not even the plague child gave you the actual plague. No. I mean, by the actual plague, I don't mean the plague. I mean... No. <laughs> the current plague. What we euphemistically call the plague. That's not the actual plague. I should have introduced myself as, like, Emperor Covidius XIX or something. <laughs> just to make it sound better. <laughs> Hi, I'm Covidius. Anyway, it kind of, it kind of sucked. It wasn't as Constantine. Uh, who, which emperor had the had the plague? Uh, Roman emperor, I mean. <laughs> all of them. They I probably was, they probably all had syphilis. <laughs> was it Constantine? I can't remember. Justinian. <laughs> Get it right, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the actual plague. Yeah, that was the actual plague. The plaguey yeah. plague. As, as it's known in medical circles. So how did you do with the not plague? Um, uh, great. Yeah. No, it kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the most ill I've been for a while. Like, Oh, right. Like uh, Friday was, I mean, for a long time actually thinking about it. It's like I normally get little bits here and there. I'm not, uh, but but I'm generally pretty good with not, not getting totally and utterly messed up ill. Whereas like, when I, the, the first day I got it, I was like, yeah, I was in bed. I slept it off. And then for quite, as it turned out, for quite a few days later, I was quite physically weak to the point where one morning I brushed my teeth and then said to myself, that was effort. I need to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was still good enough that we attempted to make, uh, it was still well enough that we attempted to make a video, you know. But oh, that, yeah, I mean... <laughs> which Attempted. failed for other reasons yeah failed for technical not reasons not, not plague reasons so that's okay oh no what went wrong the recording that was my my problem <laughs> rather than rather than a rob problem oh. but anyhow i'm on the way out in theory this is the last day of like I, i'm contagious if, if you believe the uh 10 days from symptoms thing um but also i am still well I didn't test myself this morning, but the wife tested herself this morning because we both got it, and she's like the faintest possible line on the test, but it's still there, which technically means positive. Yeah, fair. So hooray for technology and remote podcasting. Yes, it is. <laughs> which we've done plenty, even without plagues. Absolutely. We're, we're well experienced in the, in the theory of this. <laughs> the theory of plague. Yeah, yeah we were practiced before, like, Years before COVID was even a thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it made zero effect. In fact, the, the only thing that the COVID has done for Happy Salad is meant that I appear on videos. <laughs> mm, this is true, which is a net positive. <laughs> Probably. Not a test positive, but a net positive. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that happened. And it's continuing to happen. I'm going to have a nasty cough for a while yet, because I always have. That's the, that's the thing with me. It's like I keep coughs. It's like when I get them, they linger. You don't linger, keep them they li the, same, the same way as Zach does. Oh, no, no. Like Zach just has a perma cough. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like, is this a cough that I kept? Like, th does this cough actually have an origin? <laughs> did, did it that is a, somewhere? Is like an illness at some point, or is this just some physical thing? It just lives in you now. Who knows? 
It's got to be physical of some kind, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to assume so at this point. I mean, it's not like you smoked or anything like that, but maybe it's just dust. Maybe it's just well dusty. Or you've got an asbestos roof. Yeah, maybe maybe it's something like that that's quite subtle. It's like, I've been exposed to something at some point, and then it's just messed up. Tell you what will test your lungs out. You go for a bit of a bit of a run and then see how much stuff you cough up. <laughs> Lovely. Well, apparently what's going to test my lungs out is getting the plague at some point. <laughs> I mean, by the time you get it, it will evolve to have been so infectious and so mild that you won't even notice it. <laughs> well, hopefully. Yeah. It will just be a slight addendum to your additional cough. Well, as I've said previously about my cough, it's like I can tell when I'm getting ill because it actually starts to be a, like, you know, it, starts to be a hurting hurting cough rather than a neutral cough. Mm. Get, I only get sore throats when I'm actually ill. The cough other than that is perfectly fine. It's just there to be loud and surprise us on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your trademark. I mean, you need a way of incorporating it into like a Bruce Forsyth style intro. So it's like, so it happens every time. I mean, it happens all the time. It's just most of the time it's muted or coughed away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, to see you. That's what coughs sound like now. They sound like. Bleh. I watched some interesting TV this week. What was that? Have you seen a little thing? called uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, yes. I haven't seen all of it. I'm like four episodes in. Oh, have you got to the one where it's not really an episode of Boba Fett? <laughs> well, they keep teasing it. Oh, okay. If you know what I mean. They keep playing that little sting from Mando. So you know it's oh, coming. Okay. okay. So it must be the fifth episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, uh, boy, that um, scooter chase, huh? Oh my god! Is that, the, is that possibly the, the worst thing Star Wars has ever done? Like, <laughs> so terrible! Oh my god! Um, I, I mean, I might be putting it up there above the Christmas special <laughs> in terms of like terrible moments of Star Wars. <laughs> it's truly terrible. But I mean, the existence of the scooters in the first place is bad enough. Okay, that, is, that is pretty weird, and it's to- like that, that that whole group, like the mods and stuff, seems the fact so that they're called against... the mods. Because they do body modification, but they also have mod scooters yeah. from like the British 1960s. Yeah. With complete with the mirrors and they're on Tatooine. Not, oh, none of it. And the girl looks like she's comes out of a hot topic or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, she looks like Avril Lavigne or a something. Bit, a bit too <laughs> actual punk rock yeah, in, in your like, sci fi. It's really strange. It's really really off tonally like it's fine to have those elements in star wars but not on Tat- doesn't fit on tatooine with boba fett no nope. like you, that would be fine in like they already did that kind of in episode two in on on coruscant right they had that bar or whatever with people like in in the weird costumes and stuff it's like that that kind of punk aesthetic probably worked better on coruscant or some other planet like that rather i mean kind of but i don't really like i don't think st- Star Wars shouldn't crib from Earth, is all I'm saying. It's like that should that sh- it just shouldn't be a thing. It's like I know you better if I they didn't. I mean, obviously they do, but I know you have know. to get your influence from somewhere. But this one is just so overt and 
yeah pretty and, uh, just just wrong <laughs> it just doesn't fit just totally wrong yeah uh, oh man yeah i mean arguably the stupid like 60s diner from episode two yeah 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 50s theoretically diner, yeah. worse yeah because yeah. It was just, well like, it was that... the same <laughs> it was terrible well but... yeah i guess but like it was it wasn't because it in episode two it was like it wasn't just like the style it was like the whole like it was representing well, the, the, the whole, time period. Yeah, the layout <laughs> and thing of it as well was it was the you know the classic long bar with like the bridge yeah. next to the window. It's like it's just it's almost one yeah. to one, isn't it? And it's 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 just too close. Well, the, the and, worst is like the droid waitress lady with the yeah, it's with like right, a fifties yeah, yeah. waitress, but a yeah. droid. It's just, it's just too close. It's like if you go if you go too close to Earth things, then stuff doesn't work in Star Wars like at all. It's like you can get away with it in Star Trek, probably. Because and you I mean, know, ha- has Earth, <laughs> but they obviously. do it less weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. And obviously, you should never have a wheeled vehicle on Tatooine. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, or or just generally wheeled vehicles. The the rule in Star Wars is if you're going to have wheels, they have to be gigantic, right? And, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Wait, what had a wheel? Because all these scooters floated, and the speeder they were chasing floated. <laughs> Or did nothing have wheels, and you're just saying that's a rule? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, what, that's why it's like at least they didn't have wheels on the scooters because, like, oh, they've got to be tiny <laughs> wheels on the bottom of R2's legs, you know? Yeah, those are fine. You can't see them. <laughs> he just he could just hover. You don't actually know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he definitely doesn't hover. I guess he leaves tracks, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, tracks are fine. Actual, like, tracked, like like the sand crawler, that's fine. Yeah. You know, with the wheels inside. But you can't have wheels, just normal wheels in Star Wars. That's the rules. Because <laughs> apparently the tech it. is just easier to make something hover than, than wheel. <laughs> Mysteriously. And yet still not that easy. Because you still have battle droids with legs. <laughs> and... ATSDs with legs <laughs> and all other things with legs. I guess the droidicas kind of turn into a big wheel if you consider kind of. a ball a big wheel. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to have all that much agency, like, in nope. his own story. No. Nope. In, in fact, his sidekick lady seems to do a lot more and be a lot more badass than him, which is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, Boba himself seems like. I mean, it's probably accurate. He's a bit over the hill, right? <laughs> like, it's I like, suppose. In, yeah, in, 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 in many so. ways. And it's like, they do say that, like, the whole tribal plot line lasted potentially years, I think he said at one point. Oh, really? So it's, um, so yeah, it, it could be that some time has passed and he's lost his edge, but, but yeah, he really doesn't seem like the skilled, feared person he should be in, in any way <laughs> in this thing. No. It's weird. It, you'll have to watch the next one because it, like I say, it goes back into Mandalorian mode. Mm-hmm. But it's really weird that they, they. I, I think it's okay to have like B tier series and A tier sure. series, right? Yeah. But the problem seems to be that they they brought the A tier stuff into the middle of the B tier one, so that you have to watch the bit. Mm-hmm. You have to watch Boba Fett basically to, well, to continue. I, I assume it wasn't intended to be a B tier series, but well, it just ended up that way. Have to see if because B tier can be. Fine. Well, don't get like, me wrong. I'm still enjoying it. I kind of like 
like, like I know it was B tier, and that was like right. Like, I've still okay. not, I've still not seen that, but um, <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's. I wouldn't bother because it's like Christmas themed. So, <laughs> so, so maybe, yeah. maybe I'll watch it on my own time. It's, it seems, it seems like yeah. a bit of an effort to get what known to watch some watch the marvel series with me at the moment but uh, well the next one coming out next week or whatever is moon knight right yeah Oscar, I, I, look, I like to look at this and it's like set in london and he's got a stupid english accent for one of his he seems to have a split personality or mm -hmm. something. so that looks dumb <laughs> yeah i don't i can't tell if that's supposed to be a tier or b tier because obviously um uh wandavision was a tier uh, uh, in this tier system sure right? and it was like um, full-on world building and part yeah. of the whole thing and the Winter Soldier one was B tier. Well, kind of. It's still... But it was good. It was fine. It was, yeah. I, I, I think it was intended A, if you see what I mean. I think Winter oh, Soldier think? was intended A. Because um, it has a little bit of worldy stuff in there and pushes things forwards a little bit, but not a huge amount. So I think Loki was intended A, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, see. Yeah, I think Moon Knight's going to be a bit of an experiment as to whether they factor it in, like into the big picture, because it is actually like Moon Knight's at least a Disney Disney thing, as opposed to like they didn't farm it off to anyone. Yeah, like they have done. You could, you, if you want to talk about like B or C tier, even like shows, you're thinking you're thinking like the Jessica Jones or the uh, on the Marvel um, ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, what am I saying? Um, Netflix Marvel. Yeah. Well, not yeah. Was no, I suppose Jessica Jones was Netflix Marvel, wasn't it? Yeah, or, yeah, or, or the remake of Daredevil, or um, uh, Luke Cage. But then, if you want to go real far back, I suppose we're talking like Agent Carter, which and Agents of Shield. You know, the ones that really that yeah. were supposed to be important and then ended up not being at all, which was real. Yeah, the Netflix Marvel series ended up being disconnected completely from the from the films quite quickly, and then. Notionally, they were saying continuity, but but now what they're doing with the full blown Disney ones is they're occasionally bringing in elements of it. Right? They brought yeah. in what's his name from the um, it's the same actor playing a um, oh who am I thinking of the big Spider Man gangster guy, the giant guy, giant he's the baddie, guy. In, he's the baddie in um, in the animated um, Spider Verse film. Um, uh, Fisk, right? What's his name? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, I know you mean. The not yeah. the not penguin guy. The big, yeah, the not penguin, <laughs> who's like huge. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I can't <laughs> that remember his name. That's annoying. Yeah. Screaming at us. Yeah. yeah. But they put him in uh, that he appears at the end of um, spoilers, I guess, except not really. He doesn't, but he appears at the end of um, uh, Hawkeye. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. What happens to him, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. It's interesting that they're, yeah, factoring in Spider-Man-y things into non-Spider-Man-y Yeah, stuff. well, I guess he was the baddie in Daredevil, right? Oh, was he? Oh, I didn't realise yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. In, as in the Netflix series. Right, obviously. yeah. Yeah. But it's still interesting, you know, that they're pulling in, pulling in Fisk into non-Spider-Man-y stuff. Kingpin. No, Kingpin, the yeah, name. there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's an obvious name, isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> so I watched a bit of that. I've also watched the uh, first episode of Picard Season 2. Oh, no. Android Picard Travels Through Time, as it shall now oh, be known. Oh, my God. I saw, because <laughs> I watched the Red Letter Media, and I saw that freaking guidance in a bar 
Mm-hmm. You called with the address ten mm-hmm. on a street called like Forward Street or something. How stupid is that? It's um. <laughs> yep. Yep. All of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> and they drink brandy. Oh. It's uh. Strikes me as pretty dumb, but but in the same <laughs> breath, I, you know, it was the first the first season was kind of. It was, was definitely dumb, but, but but actually quite watchable. So like, fair, I, I might yeah, be in. Fair. I might be in again. <laughs> okay. God damn it! <laughs> I'm watching a lot of rugby, of course. Oh, what's going on? Well, you know, Six Nations, you know. So, oh, some, I never know when this is happening. Some mighty, every year, some mighty interesting matches this year. The first 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 time Italy's won a Six Nation matches in thirty six games. <laughs> it's just saying something. Whoa. And they beat Wales. Ha ha ha. Sucks to be Wales. Right now it does. Oh yeah. Definitely right now it does. In fairness, the French run, so it's not a great year for anyone. <laughs> when the French win. <laughs> the French won it, yeah. They didn't just win it, they grand slammed it. Oh, what they won every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoot. <laughs> Zoot blimey, as we were saying the other day. Zoot blimey. Zoot blimey. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, non-gaming <laughs> chat for the week. Anyone else got any non-gaming, non-gaming chat that's not non-gaming. plague or TV related? Or maybe it is. Um, I don't think I've just been watching ancient TV, just watching Sopranos again from like, and it's so old now. Hmm. It's like from two thousand and one or something. The episodes I'm watching, it's like a completely different world. You guys ever played squash? No, squash is fun. Tried like one time. (laughs) Yeah, fun. Yeah, squash is fun. I did that. Like for technically, I suppose I was on holiday for a bit. Mm, <laughs> to, yeah. Like at Centre Parks before I got ill, but like the ill has just wiped that from my memory. <laughs> but I played squash a couple of times. Squash is cool. It's like how do you how do you make like a, a racket game more interesting? You put walls in it. Add walls. Not I mean I mean the, the, clearly that means that Eaton Fives is the uh superior game. They have additional <laughs> walls. There's not many places you could actually play Eaton Fives. No. You were quite, you were, it was quite random that Ipswich School wanted to be seen as posh, I guess. So they put an Eaton Fives court in. They have three of them. Whose idea that was, really. I mean, how many Fives cults are there even in the country not or in the world? many. I think it's actually weirdly... I think I looked this up relatively recently. I think it's got a strange following in, like, Africa or something now. Oh, right, I'll bet. Like, it's, yeah. like it's starting to take off. <laughs> But squash slightly more popular than Eaton Fives. Slightly less injury prone, I imagine. The only thing I ever think about about squash was always like the physics of the ball and how it heats up and stuff like that. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. You get different grades of ball for how Mm. bouncy a session you want, whatever that ends up meaning. It's like surely like 
least bouncy balls are the worst in squash because you just hit them at the wall and they stop. <laughs> you think so, yeah. Or maybe you have to hit them harder to get them to bounce back. I mean, that's probably true too, but... Anyway, that was quite fun. I played that one day while I was physically capable, and then I played it on another day where my body had decided everything hurt, and uh, that was quite entertaining. <laughs> You played it once, Zach? I think so, maybe. Because, <laughs> you know, Stone Market High School had, had access to the sports centre that had squash courts. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Which was weird. I just don't think they ever, you know, I don't think the school ever used that much. They were much more badminton-oriented yeah, as their, as their indoor sport of choice. Badminton <laughs> seemed to be the thing that I, that was what I played. And I'm sure I my mean, dad used to play it, like, after work at that badminton at that sports center oh, really? leisure center yeah at some point so it seemed to be the thing there because i'm sure we had tennis courts there but i never had a pe lesson when they like when we played tennis i think i may have done because i like the tr- i think the trouble with the tennis courts there was like there was only one right <laughs> and because the, cause the other things out the back there were like hockey pitches mm. the stupid astroturf yeah or five aside or whatever yeah, right. Actually, I think one. I think the tennis court might also have been a five-a-side, which is why it was often not a tennis court, right? Because they just had they had like unfoldable goals or whatever at each end, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. at school had some tennis courts, but actually they were the hockey. They were the, like a like astroturf hockey well. pitch, yeah. Right. But like the worst kind of astroturf, you know that astroturf that's like like the hardest plastic with gravel in it for some reason. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just the worst. The classic old school astroturf. Just the worst. What is the like ground or pitch like for the hockey? Because we had proper ho- hockey pitches, not not you know, uh, I can't remember they where they were. It was just cool. They were like by the boarding. Yeah, yeah, they were at the boarding house. Yeah. But what is that surface? I don't know. That, that's what I mean. That's the thing I was talking about. The sort of like ridiculously oh. scrapey, like yeah. do your knees in just by looking at it. Was that what it was? I, I remember yeah. a ground surface that wasn't like plasticky. It wasn't uh, grass-like in any way. It was just sort of, I don't know, like a, not a clay, not like a clay one, like for a, a clay tennis court, but it was like reddish ground oh i don't remember that oh the like the it looks sort of like um it's like rubber right it's rubber but embedded in like a in in like always like it's melted together into the surface i think that's right yeah yeah i can't remember it looks it looks like pavement but it's actually relatively Mm. soft (laughs) yeah exactly exactly oh what you mean a little bit like a track like yeah like a running track like yeah like softer than that i think yeah, I'm pretty certain that wasn't that pitch that you're thinking of. I think the only times I ever possibly oh. somewhere else. I think the only times I ever played hockey were on astroturf with sand, sand astroturf, which is just nearly as bad as grass. Oh, so, yeah, it's so really bad. bad. It's so bad. Man, hockey sucks. Like it's fun to watch when the Olympics are on and stuff, but like. It sucks. It does your back in so bad. Yeah, I just remember being bent over all yeah. the time. <laughs> and it's like, it's one of those classic sports where, like, 
if you try and play it with the like real rules, it's fucking impossible. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got like the back stick, and like you have to, you're only allowed to make contact with the ball in certain ways, and it's like a pain in the butt. Yeah. But like, if you just want to hit a ball around, the, the, the when and the when and kind of entertaining. The when and where's you're allowed to flick it up are quite precise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's quite a complex thing. And like tackling is such a you know very precise thing as well because you're not allowed to hit each other's sticks or whatever, or accidentally kick it. Yeah, whether you meant to or not, whether you just happened to be there as the ball came your way, it's like no, no, it hit your foot foul. I suppose it's kind of true of a lot of sports, right? Like trying to watch the rugby now can sometimes be pretty complicated. We are trying to see, okay, what the hell was that penalty for? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's nearly as bad as waiting for the NFL flags. But it's not quite as dramatic as an NFL flag. I still love that. Just throw a flag at it. (laughs) Flagrant foul. Sports. Hey, F1's back this weekend. We should watch that at some point. Ah, it begins again. It begins. Well, it doesn't take long, does it? No, it really doesn't at the moment. Their their off season isn't very long, which is great. Yeah. Then new cars this year, or new cars? Yeah, new hybrids. Well, for a certain definition of new, as always. Yeah, well, they've changed the rules on what the engines are and how the hybrid system works. Um, can't remember the details off the top of my head, but it basically means these cars are quite different performance-wise compared to the previous year. And uh, so the theory, the theory is that actually this year it's going to be much closer contest because none of the teams have had experience. So they've all had to just wrestle something together. Oh, interesting. Of course, that probably means Mercedes are going to win because they have the most money. But yeah. So they will have wrestled it better. But but that's the theory anyway. Could be an interesting one. Don't spoil me, bro. <laughs> Someone's going to tweet me now. <laughs> Except they won't because they don't know my Twitter. So ha. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find us. <laughs> I'm sure don't. I'm very easy to find. <laughs> tweet at Happy Salad. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I think we're at Saladcast. At Saladcast, yeah. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, probably you've probably seen that on every video that you've edited ever. But yeah, <laughs> probably remember it. I sort of don't look at the words anymore. I just I look at how the words form. Indeed. <laughs> right. What's going on in gaming? That's what I want to know. Games. Games. All right. No, uh, not much. Pretty quiet. Yeah. Much. Pretty quiet news wise. Yeah. We're still waiting for, I mean, was it Microsoft and Nintendo still haven't done anything like big scale? Yeah, I suppose Nintendo did a thing, didn't they? Yeah, they, did, they, did a, they did that one thing. Yeah, so it's just it's just Microsoft holding back at the moment. But then Microsoft don't really do that many state of plays or like events, really. They kind of just bundle everything up three three most of the time. So we got another state of play. And then we got another state of play. So let's have a talk about that. Um, have you ever wondered whether you need to check the weather for 
I don't know, whether dinosaurs are going to rain from the sky. Because that's what Exoprimal wants you to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so what is the dino weather? Di- the, the, this trailer literally starts with a dinosaur forecast. Um, <laughs> they're talking about whether there will be dinos today. Um, and it's like, okay... <laughs> so so Capcom are making a brand new IP, which is something, which is, doesn't happen all that often, I suppose. Uh, and what they're making is, oh, it's a four-player sort of co-op, sort of PvP shooter where you're in somewhat generic exosuits fighting dinosaurs that rain from the sky. And it's like, had you cut out the first half of what I just described might have been kind of interesting like <laughs> that's probably the, right. the that's probably the weirdest shot of this whole trailer is just literally the literal rain of hundreds of dinosaurs coming out of a weird black hole thing in the sky they, they just fall they just fall skyscraper like distance <laughs> like tumbling off the terrain <laughs> and it's like okay this is this is madness and then you and then and then they just like and then you read what it is and it's like this it kind of sounds bad. It's like they've described it as like the, the, the like two teams of of a, of five on five, a sort of five on five competitive shooter. Except it's not really competitive. You're kind of doing, you're fighting the dinosaurs, and they make it sound like it's a bit of a competitive race. Like so, each team is right. working cooperatively to take down the objective faster than the other team. And it's like you didn't need that detail. Just make a just make a fun co-op shooter against dinosaurs. That might have that might have been enough. This this extra weird wrinkle doesn't sound interesting at all. If anything, mm. it probably makes it more annoying. Where you're like you're going through it and you're being like, "Yeah, we're nearly done," and then the round ends because your opponent's won. What the hell? It's really strange. It's a long way off though. They said 2023, so okay. who knows what it will change into out to be yeah but hey uh new new ip from capcom doesn't happen every day uh we got to see some more story e stuff about ghostwire tokyo uh yeah i think that i think that game might be good like it's hard to tell it's still i still think it's really hard to tell like it's got such a hard to tell it's got such a great style but whenever you see the game in action yeah it looks odd like, like I don't know. It seems like you're standing still most of the time, and it's about maybe about picking targets and picking what move you do more than being a proper first-person shooter. If that makes sense, and it's like maybe that's fine. Like I, I kind of appreciate that it looks different, but I don't really, I can't really get a feel for what this is. Like it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I can't tell one way or the other really. <laughs> It's very intriguing, though. And it's also uh, important to the League. <laughs> the the oh, Fantasy right. Critic oh, League. Where we all seem to be... I think we're all sort of doing it about the same level at the moment. There's no clear winning and no, losing think, at the moment. I think I think Zach's, had, like, Zach's, Zach's games are still coming later in the League. So we'll... That's true. You stuck in there with that tunic I saw today. Yep, I snuck, wow. I snuck that in. That's done all right. God damn it. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> well, that wasn't today. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, right. okay, Tunic came out. Well, it wasn't two weeks ago. It was like a, like a week. No, I meant you added it to your Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You knew what was coming. Very clever. Stuck it in. 
It was uh, the same time as he put Pokemon on there, which I debated bidding on, but I was like, I don't think it's going to be worth it considering I only have three <laughs> slots left. <laughs> I mean, that's a very, I mean, yeah, that's a very good point. Is, is the is the Pokemon well? I mean, it'll probably review just the same as any other Pokemon yeah, we'll game. Yeah, like 80. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like everything on our list. Yeah. 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 There's no, oh, well, apart from Elden Ring, that's the clear, clear winner for the year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, we got to see a little more Forspoken. I don't think there was anything particularly interesting in this trailer other than uh, a confirmed date of October 11th uh, this year. So look forward to another Square Enix game. We'll be talking about them a lot this year. Uh, seems that way. Gundam are making a what seems to be a PvP shooter. I mean... I, I've seen a lot on Twitter of people going kind of crazy for this, but it's like, I guess those are Gundam people. Like, as a game, it looked kind of dreary and, like, not vibrant enough to even be Gundam, or at least my outsider-looking-in perspective of Gundam. But what do I know? Uh, They're doing that. Uh, Skip over a few things, but uh, we got to see Trek to Yomi again, uh, which I... Like visually, I think looks rad. Like it's it's just it's just oozing like old school Kurosawa vibes. Like it's just, mm, it's it's a it's chef's kiss. Like in terms of aping the style, it looks like it's, it's basically a two D hack and slash at its core. Um, but presumably, it's got some. Uh, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I'd, like I would assume it, it looks like it's got like proper like samurai style, like one hit and you're dead kind of stuff. So presumably quite technical, uh, or you've got to worry about your execution. The only thing, and it, I, I assume, I don't know the names they said because this was like introducing the voice cast, and the, like they made it seem like this was like big names in, uh, in, in I guess Japanese cinema. Um, so I, I didn't really know who those were, but um, the, the only problem was is that when they were introducing them, it's like it kind of highlighted the fact that facial animation is clearly the, not this studio's strength. Oh, so it's okay. like so it's like you've got the voice actors, but like okay, these cutscenes are losing something because the the uh, lip sync's not quite there and stuff like that. And the, yeah, but maybe they'll work on that. Anyway, that's that. Oh, I say maybe they'll work on that, but that's really soon. That's like sometime in spring this year. But it looks cool. Keep my eye on that one. Um, and then we rounded it off with a couple more Square Enix games. Now, these are kind of strange to me because Square's putting out all kinds of... Square seems to be like putting out a lot of games at the moment, and most of them are bad. Um, like, so Babylon's Fall came out to almost universal hate. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, which is that Final Fantasy uh, character actor game, like based on FF1, I think, or like a prequel to FF1. It's like, that's not doing too badly, I think, in terms of reviews and things like that, but it is described as kind of weird. Um, mm. And they literally just put out stri- Triangle Strategy as well. Uh, so and so they, they, they introduced this, which is... Okay, I'll, let me let me rein this in a little bit, because this is, this is a weird one. So it's called the Dio Field Chronicle, which is, okay, A, a terrible name, uh, and B, another strategy game. Out relatively soon this year uh i say strategy it looks looks tacticsy i suppose that's the way to describe triangle strategy and those sorts of games it's tacticsy uh but it's being pitched as more in the vein of a fire emblemy type thing 
But oh my god, if you want a trailer that does that whole Japanese random bits of poignant voiceover, this is the trailer you've got to watch and probably put the subtitles on because it makes no sense. No sense at all. Like the intro is people just sort of just, it's almost like five lines in a row of people going, yes. <laughs> like, yes, I suppose that's true. <laughs> and then someone's name. And then like, it's just nonsense. You cannot, you cannot gleam anything from this trailer. Like it's, it's just random phrases stitched together. Oh dear. Actually, I know. I say that's that's a lie. They go. They do have a bit where they go into a little bit about like, oh, it's about these factions that are warring, and uh, and actually, your the story is really about this third country that that have stayed out of it until now. Um, they they do explain that much, but like every other line in that trailer is just like nonsense Japanese. Tra- I, I don't know why they do this. Is like, does that really does that work? I, I mean, I guess it must. Or do people not care about? Or want it, or they want it, the flavor of it, or something. And they sort yeah, of is it is it, is it is it in Japanese? Is it more of a tone that people are listening for, not actually any semblance of plot or <laughs> or anything at all? It's really odd because it's, it's we've we've spoke about this before, like this style of trailer. It's like it's not uncommon. Apparently, yeah. Is this just a direct English like translation of? Of a Japanese meant of a trailer meant to appeal to a Japanese audience or something. I mean, maybe and maybe maybe the translation does just doesn't work if you take the same clips. Mm. I mean, but, I mean, I guess that's possible. Anywho, it's it's uh, yet another Square Enix game coming out this year. Oof, there's going to be a few of them, uh, and then they introduced Valkyrie Elysium, which is apparently like a, a follow-on from the Valkyrie series of Square games, um, which I think are quite like go back to the PS One sort of era of them. I don't really have a familiarity with them particularly, but people are sort of going, "Oh, hey, they they actually thought of Valkyrie, hooray!" And then when you actually see it, it's like it's another character action game, and not a particularly good-looking one, if you ask me. At that, it's pumping them out here yeah they didn't i don't think they put a date on this but it's another one <laughs> ah, it's, just, it's just i don't know square square seem like they're in a weird place at the moment they're pumping out all these like like what seemed like shovelware ish and i would not probably like that's probably a bit harsh but like these these Poop tier games. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> poop t- uh, don't call them shovelware. <laughs> call them poop tier. <laughs> I don't know. Cl- clearly but not top tier. Don't want to be too harsh. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't want to be too harsh. <laughs> okay. My Alexa is now deciding to play something. I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the poop tier music. <laughs> Alexa, stop. The theme song. Brilliant. I think that was Cheerleader. Can't remember who by, but yeah. It's a good thing. Good thing we didn't let that play for more than 30 seconds and have to pay a royalty. Um, Oh, man. Anyway, Square. And they're also, like, classically still unhappy with how any of their games are performing, even the AAAs. Like, they, they apparent, apparently said event that Guardians of the Galaxy game has done badly for them as well. And it's like, really? come on, come on. 
Maybe that's why they're making so many because they realise quantity might. Do yeah, that. maybe that in terms of the bottom line, this actually just works out for them. But they'll still complain about it, not making enough money. Yeah, probably. It is yeah. interesting doing this league where like everything gets seventy-five. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like maybe you might as well just make loads of games. It's really strange, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. The, re- the review landscape doesn't seem nearly as like up and down as I was expecting. Like given the sentiment surrounding some of this stuff. Yeah. What we need is like they need you need to be able to switch instead of it using open critic you need to be able to switch it to like steam reviews oh god <laughs> or I mean, just like the user reviews section of like open critic and metacritic instead of the instead of the critic reviews or like mm. both or something like some combination man. sort of like eurovision where you have like the public vote and the and the expert vote or yeah that might make the swings a bit more a bit more wild violent <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and also there's that whole thing about Chocobo GP being, you know, a possibly an okay game with a full price tag and then full of microtransactions yep. as if it was a free-to-play game. And it's like, uh, come on, Square, sort yourselves out. You used to be like the zenith of game development, like the point where you were like super highly regarded, and that time is not now. <laughs> I think it's been now for quite a while. No, it really hasn't. It's like <laughs> business has changed you. Anyway, that was that. Business has changed the whole industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was that state of play. And then we got a whole other one based on uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which, okay. I mean, I mean, my Twitter went kind of mad with people being angry at J.K. Rowling as soon as this thing went out. Oh, so yeah, that, you know, yeah, natch. But that's twi- that's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some there's some t- be- current pro- like the boy the current thing against Hogwarts Legacy is that apparently J.K. Rowling recently said that by buying Harry Potter and Wizarding World related stuff, you were supporting her. Like she specifically sort of said, like, "Hey, this, this is what." This is what this means, and it's like to which the everyone was like, "No, we like Wizarding World. We just don't like you." Yeah, <laughs> and so it's, can you it's, be, it's created can you a slightly be, awkward position again. Is there a thing in the character? I didn't watch the thing. Is there a thing in the character generator? Can you be like trans if, if you want? <laughs> I don't that can. would be the that would be a stealth diss from the development. <laughs> well, exactly. That would be so. Well, good. everything's a stealth diss, like uh, Emma oh, yeah, Watson is doing. <laughs> Not, not stealth disses at the moment, let, let, let alone the developers of this game. I mean, there wasn't anything obvious there. Oh, okay. you, could, you could clearly make a dude or a dudette, and uh, they probably want to downplay everything else. I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying the wizarding wizarding world is an overtly sexual <laughs> um, playground. I mean, the thing that I want to know how they're going to deal with is like. Well, I presumably they just won't, but like they think they're being clever by setting it like in the 19th century, like before all the other right, characters yeah. exist, right? But still having Hogwarts because the theory goes that like because it's all magic or whatever, that like it would be roughly the same in the 19th century, which is probably true. But you would also think that it would mirror to somewhat in the same way that the wizard society mirrors actual society in the books. 
that like that society would be more racist in the mm. 19th century like all the mudblood stuff or whatever is right you know prejudice is like sure. still there still there in like the books which are set in like i guess technically they're set in like early 2000s 90s or something right, or, yeah uh, earlier i think they're set in the 90s or something mm. um but like You'd think that that mudblood prejudice would be terrible in the, right. in the Victorian, yeah. in Victorian Hogwarts, right? And what other and like the stuff around, you know, there's the, all the stuff around where where the house. I can't remember what they're called because they're literal the house slaves. elves. The house elves, yeah. the literal slaves. Mm. You know, you know. Then there's people fighting for their rights in the 90s, but like surely in Victoria times, no one would give a shit about the house elves. No, right? probably not. That's I mean, yeah. that's probably just not a thing they need to address if it's not a, if no one's fighting. Maybe. Like, I guess. But I just think you know, I don't know. There's some dodgy stuff just in Harry Potter in general. But then if you t- t- turn the clock back a hundred years, then maybe you'd think it would be worse. But anyway, they, they, they didn't really have gone into the future instead. <laughs> <Space> <laughs> yeah. <wizards>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they did. Uh, <laughs> Space Wizards would be awesome. Because I, I don't think they did. They covered any of that when they did Fantastic Beasts either, right? Which is set earlier. <laughs> right. World set, World II. II. Yeah. <laughs> it's all its problems. Yeah. <laughs> With the whole problem of like, they don't want to stop the Holocaust or something like that. Although the baddie's plan is to stop the Holocaust. And it's like, is he so bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. But he's played by Johnny Depp and he's a bad, he's a bad guy apparently. Is it Johnny Depp? It is Johnny Depp, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to replace him. Although that's sort of the uh, reveal of the first film. Because <laughs> it's... Oh, spoilers. Yeah, but yeah it's, a spo- it's, a spoiler. It. it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. That it's played by Johnny Depp? Oh, well, oh I see. Because he's not... The bad guy. You don't know who the bad guy is in the first film. Right. And, it, and he's actually played by someone else for most of it. But now he is played by someone else, right? Because they can't. Because they can't. They're not hiring Johnny Depp. Yeah, which which makes it even weirder. But actually, it might fit just fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Dumbledore changed actor like three times so far. Oh, really? A third time? I thought he. Well, I just mean twice, but in the films, and now he's played by um, someone. The younger Dumbledore is played by someone else, right? I didn't realize there was a third Dumbledore in the main films. Was there only? What? I thought there was two. It was Richard the Harris, right? And then, yeah, and then, then died, and then Gambon. Gambon, and now it's played by... Um, oh, man. <laughs> what, someone else is playing young Dumbledore, or is it or yeah. it's old Dumbledore played by someone else now? Or Young Dumbledore. Oh, okay, that's played fine. by Jude yeah, Law. Yeah. Jude Law, who's good, obviously. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I can get behind that. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I don't know Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. Okay, and I don't think I don't particularly think, even though this was a deep dive into the game, I'm not 100 percent sure. As with any of these things, really, it doesn't necessarily give you a feel for what the actual flow of the game really is. No, no, because um, uh, like it seems like there's a relative, like. It, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I I want to say it like they were presenting it as if it would fall somewhere between just an open world game, like another open world game, and maybe a Persona game where you're having to balance right. your actual school life against exploring and doing stuff around Hogwarts. But I'm not really sure that that's how that will play out. 
probably not. That makes sense, right? Or maybe like bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain that's how that will actually play. Because um, presumably they'll just give you, like, like they'll say it's like the time between lessons, but actually that's just like, oh, you can go trigger the lesson when you want kind of thing. Right, you don't have to listen for the bell. Yeah. <laughs> like in a school and then have to be there or get told off. Or like, in, you know, in, in the way that Persona actually limits the amount of time you can spend in dungeons between days and things like that. Right, yeah. um, I don't think it'll be anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, it looks it, it looks you know very clearly well made, and they've they've they've, done, they've put the effort into uh, definitely make it look like the films. I guess is the way to describe that. Like like the way the effects work, the way certain things like that. I'm sure there's some. What do they call it? Apparate? Is it where they just sort of disappear and things move around? Like it looked like that looked pretty accurate to how the films do that effect and apparate. I thought that there was a whole stupid law thing where you can't apparate in Hogwarts in the grounds. Of the oh, the, pe- the people mess. aren't doing it. It's like there, right, are, okay. there were pots, I think, that do it a couple of times and that oh, effect right, looks right, okay, looked pretty good. Um, but then, then you see the combat and it like it looks weirdly static. It's like you're not moving... A bit like... like Imagine if Ghostwire was third person, actually, is how I'm right, sort, of, right. sort of feel about it. Like the, Your guy isn't moving around very much, but maybe it's about picking targets and choosing the spells you do. Or maybe this was just how this particular thing was presented anyway. to perhaps make it more readable. Um, Possibly. Well, everyone took the piss out of the time when the EA game started being becoming like a Gears of War cover shooter. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gears of War. Oh, I mean, that did end up being how it got depicted in the films. Though, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, most fights were hide behind something, pop a shot, yeah. hide back, weren't they? <laughs> and the spells they ended up using would just like cause a bang, <laughs> like a gunshot, basically. Well, yeah, didn't everyone just use Crucio the entire time and just be like, like, these are death lasers? Like, <laughs> yeah. Has, yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. got promise, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard to come away from this thing being like, "Well, this is the game I've been waiting for." It's like not that yeah. I'm a, not that I'm a huge That's Potter fan thing. or anything like that, but even even if I was a Potter fan, I'm not 100 percent sure I'd be coming away from that trailer going, "This is the game I've been waiting for." I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's like it's, in it's, theory the game that a lot of people have been waiting for, but. It's a weird time for Harry Potter and uh, you know and Jackie Rowling and all of that and mm. like it's like it still looks kind of stilted like in the cutscenes or whatever like the way that people talk doesn't look right <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm, right oh, well, I mean I, uh, I was trying to think who's the the the, the t- it's it, well, I'm trying to think which avalanche is behind this because it's avalanche but there's there's two different avalanches I think and I can't remember which one this is. Like, would you be surprised if it was the Just Cause Avalanche team? <laughs> I need to probably look that up. I need to figure out which because there was there was a, there was an Avalanche that makes Just Cause, and there was an Avalanche that used to work for Disney. And I think were. I think it might be the Disney ones. Possibly, yeah. Disney Infinity. Yeah, that sort of crew. Oh dear, not yeah the most obvious pedigree. Well, they've clearly got funding. I'll give them that much. 
It looks like a well-funded video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the environments look nice and stuff. Oh yeah, that's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I, I, I don't think I've got a bad thing to say against the style of how that thing looks. They've they've kind of nailed that. But meanwhile, I wanted to mention that I'd watch trailers for this Star Trek res- mm. Resurgence game. Maybe not so great looking graphically, but like it looks like actual Star Trek. Like it seems to be an adventure or RPG, at least Mass Effect style, where you know you respond to you know um, conversation prompts. Uh, and uh, it it actually seemed it like in the spirit of actual Star Trek, with like you know diplomatic negotiations with between races and it being difficult and you having to make choices and things like that and talk to your crew and all that. I don't know. And it looks like set in the kind of TNG-ish era. I think it sets just after the last TNG film, whichever the one that was, Nemesis or whatever. So is it Mass Star Effect Trek? Yeah, I think so, but obviously, but probably not full-blown Mass Effect, but at least the, the, the least the talky parts and it's developed by ex telltale people who do mm. the talky bits right so if it's the people that did like the walking dead you know sure uh, Ex- expect a uh, diamond yeah. style uh narrative i guess yeah. spread but, the diamond within the diamond kind of narrative but this isn't like episodic i think it's just one game unlike those telltale right games. but that means they can probably go bigger right with how that exactly um, yeah with how yeah. that story plays out so i don't know for a general audience but for a Star Trek fan, it looks like an actual Star Trek game and looks not bad at all. Mm. I, I thought it was, it was genuinely surprised. Uh, I was is like, there, hmm, is this there, might actually be good. Do I have to make a politically concerned decision? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'll be decisions concerned with politics for sure. Can I accidentally start a war with the Romulans? Uh, probably. I hope so. Or I mean, it's got, is, it's or is that something game. I actually have control over? Will the Romulans just be Romulans? <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen Romulans involved yet, but uh, hopefully there'll be Romulans. I mean, I like the Romulans. They're fun. They're a fun, fun race to interact with. Okay. If you do end up playing that, start us top watch and let's have time to Borg. Mm. But the Borg. You but can't the Borg. <laughs> so I don't know um, if that would be as fun. Yeah. It no. doesn't seem like it needs to go full Borg, but we'll see. Time to Borg. Okay. It's kind of the thing that, like, other than the, was it, what do they call, they call it the Kelvin? Is it the Kelvin timeline of Star Trek films? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, other than, other than those, it seems like there's a relatively short time to Borg and everything Star Trek related, right? <laughs> it's... Yeah, which is, well, these days, I suppose. I mean, if Picard is anything to go by, the time to oh, Borg well, is yeah. right there. Like it's like yeah. episode one. <laughs> yeah, but Picard is the whole character's like wrapped up with the Borg, right? Because because of what happened to him. So um, that's kind of fair enough. Uh, but uh, you don't have to do it in every single Star Trek series or or related property. You don't. I just predict it. Yeah. But who knows? It could be. You could make a this style of game involving decisions involving the Borg. It could be interesting. Um, but who knows? As long as it's not like Voyager Elite Force where you're just running around shooting them and then they adapt and then 
you get a gun that unadapts them, I guess, because otherwise <laughs> there's no game. Right. Once you have to unadapt them and then shoot them with a real gun. Like you're just swapping the whole time. Yeah, I don't know what how it actually works. Because phase I mean, modulation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You get some kind of infinite phase modulator and it's like, well, now they can't adapt, so you win. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more cool if it was like a stealth game where you could you could shoot them a few times, but then it became ineffective? It'd be cooler if they if if Star Fleet worked out that you could just use melee attacks, <laughs> like <laughs> melee right, attacks yeah. go through the shielding. You can just punch them, yeah. Just stab them. What's it become? So everyone has to learn how to use stupid Cleon battle knives or whatever. That's, well, that's how it is in uh, Dune. That's Dune, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rip that off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't think, have they ever actually said that about the Borg in Star Trek? Like melee attacks versus Borg shielding? Or is it I mean, just obviously they're, they're, like, su- they're, they're cybernetic, so they're like super right. difficult to actually kill. Oh yeah, uh, I think I think the Data can just about punch a Borg uh, drone, right? But the other characters have trouble because Data's well, you, really strong. You need something that can cut through whatever metal they're made of. Yeah, which is. Probably quite difficult, and I and I suppose like they also adapt to like physical combat style. So you probably right. use one move, and then they can just block and then it next time. They know kung fu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to actually teach the Borg kung fu? <laughs> it, I think it's more fun that I like the idea of. I don't know. This is old, but like because if when you when you beam onto a Borg ship, they don't stop you beaming on there. And then they don't, they just ignore you, right? Like, well, yeah, because they don't until you become a threat. Yeah. They're just like, they're just like, oh, you're right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. When you start shooting those triangle things, those pyramid things in the ceiling, and they start getting annoyed. I was like, oh, what'd you do that for? We had it just where we liked it as well. Yeah, exactly. Ruining the (laughs) ambiance. Yeah. Anyway, that's the news mostly. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's only two more bits, like, uh, sticking with real game releases. Nintendo aren't putting out Advance Wars, given the current global position. political situation. Yeah, which probably makes sense. Uh, it's it's described as an indefinite delay, but which, you know, basically means they haven't got a date because no one knows when this Ukraine thing's going to be somehow finished or in whatever way that is. So, yeah, don't take the word indefinite too too seriously, I guess, is the, is the, is the takeaway there. Uh, and also, EA will not be doing EA Play Lives this year. So, no E3 disaster show. <laughs> Which is well, I mean, the, the, presumably the regular E3 disaster show, not the E3 disaster after show. <laughs> well... They make, I think this is the one where they got like, yeah, where it's sort of been a, a, a sort of badly produced studio, not stage show for the last couple of years. Um, I forget who it was that was hosting it last year. They they got a, got an ex wrestler or something to do it, did they? Um, I can't remember his name, but he was he was all right at it. It's just they gave him a terrible script, you know. Um. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that whole thing. They've they've uh, described it as something that's probably going to be akin to kind of like the Hogwarts Legacy state of play that they'll probably put out longer 
uh, deeper looks at things that are coming out and put them out individually rather than having a um, a blowout show. Hmm. Which, you know, in EA's case, is probably makes sense because probably a good third of every EA show is sports games. So it yeah. means we can skip those more easily. <laughs> Although, although you might want to see what kind of nonsense they come up with for for whether or not they'll do another story mode for FIFA or or what they'll do post Madden, the post Madden Madden games. Uh, but also just because EA actually don't put out all that much, right? They're like their shows are normally quite anemic year on year, so maybe it makes sense for them to scale back a bit. We'll get less of those like developer diary type things saying we're working on something we can't tell you about it, but we're working on something that'll never come out. Mm. Hey, Criterion, you like those burnout games, right? We're working on some some all terrain racing game that never saw the light of day, and now Criterion just help people and aren't Criterion anymore. Lament. Lamented. God damn it, EA. Um, that's the news. Oh, Zach's got some surprise news. Always got to check. Hi. No surprise news. All right, it's time for what you've been playing. It is. <laughs> what, Zach, what have you been playing this week slash last week? <laughs> yes, not much. <laughs> Mainly I've been doing a lot of grinding in Deep Rock Galactic because, you know, they've announced the next season pass is going to start sometime in April, and I like I was like, I can probably make it to the end of this one, <laughs> even though probably. it's quite a grind, because I think they they didn't balance it very well, and they did say in the announcement for Season 2 that, like, we might consider reducing the amount of effort it takes to get through the whole season pass next time. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that a double-quoted might there? Yeah, I mean, they definitely haven't confirmed anything yet, I don't think. They just said they're thinking about it. (laughs) I mean, they're they're damn well better because it's quite extreme. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. Because I was just looking, because at this point when I started grinding, I was like, okay, how can I optimize this? Like, what what do you have to do to do this as fast as possible? Because the season pass XP is based on the mission XP. And it's it's not like one to one. It's like this proportional scale where it's like lower levels of normal XP scales quicker than higher levels of normal XP. So there's massively di- diminishing returns. Hmm. So you don't need to worry about like double XP missions. Probably aren't necessary. I mean, that's worth it just for the double XP, but it's not going to get you much more on the season pass XP side. Right. I see. Because it scales past like. 10,000 regular XP or whatever is where it falls off quite rapidly. Hmm. So I was like, okay, so don't need to worry about necessarily maximizing XP. So then you're looking at like, what missions can you grind fast? Yeah. The shorter ones, presumably. Well, yeah. And then like, what type of mission? And then, of course, in, when you're in, if you're doing it in solo, like I'm doing the grind, it's like, then you've got a different set of like considerations. Because it like, really, the easiest, well, probably the fastest type of mission depending slightly on like the how the terrain spawns is like the point extraction where you just have to collect those blue 
right, yeah. middle chunks and shove them into the thing in the middle. Because in single player, you have the robot and you can just laser point the thing on the wall and tell it to go get it. So you don't even have to move, basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can just stand in the middle of the map and go like, get that, get that, get that, get that. <laughs> Provided you can see them. That's mm. the one thing that makes that less effective. And then the same for like the egg hunts as well. So you can just go into the middle of the room, providing all the eggs are in the walls around the room, and be like, get all the eggs, thanks. Pull <laughs> out your defensive position and then send uh, send your bot out. Yeah. So that can be quite quick. But, you know, less entertaining, obviously, because it's the grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I... Yeah, I like Deep Rock enough, but I don't like... I don't think it's varied or all enough to warrant how much they expect you to play it. No, if you see it, it's just not not even close. It's like a, it's a. I think it would. You can. You, I think you can more easily get away probably with that level of requirement if you're in a competitive shooter potentially because just by the various nature of those sorts of games, it's like there is more variation per match, right? It's not because humans. Mm. Just, just, yeah, beca- just because humans, because this is PVE, and because it's, um, it, you know, even though everything is procedurally generated and procedurally generated well, there is a limit, I think, to its replayability, and forcing you into that feels like the wrong approach to me. Well, I think the other trouble is because of the way the XP scales, it doesn't really reward you for doing the harder stuff. Right, yeah. Like, it doesn't reward you from turning up the difficulty as much as just finishing the mission. So you might as well play it on one of the easier missions and, and, difficulties and, where you could get through it quicker. And just thrash it out. Yeah, it, it doesn't... There's something, there's, yeah, I think the design is wrong on, on the season pass stuff. That's not to say I think that any part of the actual gameplay is wrong here. It's just this meta layer. Yeah. Because I was thinking about, like, what how you how i would prefer it to be balanced because in reality like the one of the problems with it is on a like a set conceptual level is that like you only get a a reward from it like once every four missions which is far Mm. too many like regardless of how much xp or what the xp converts into season xp it it, it just shouldn't be four missions between each one and a lot of items on the script map or whatever are just extra resources Resources. they're not not, like proper unlocks yeah there's a lot of extra space that's just filled, yeah. which just makes the grade even longer. <laughs> and who needs extra resources, really? Like, Not you, hugely, because you're grinding that much, you're start. probably getting them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other problem with the grind, of course, because like, at a certain point, if you're going full optimization, you're not even mining the resources. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just finishing the mission. But yeah, you don't need all that extra filler. It just makes it makes the grind too long. Mm. So we'll see what happens in the next season. Yeah, I, I mean it's not far away, is it? No, Sometime next month they're still saying. Especially considering that, like this next season is going to have four more weapons, secondary weapons, in it anyway. Yeah, because well, it took took quite a long time for them to make the third set of primaries, but then this four, next set of secondaries has come immediately afterwards. Yeah. Well, they're probably I mean, yeah, they were, they're, yeah. They're probably working on them all at the same time. Yeah, I mean the, the thing about uh, D- Deep Rock, and the same with any PVE things, right? It needs anything adding to it that can add variation, and I don't think necessarily the weapons you choose are the thing that should be varied. You, you want more things to fight. You want more thing, random weirdness that can happen. You want 
it's, it's the um, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the um, uh, what do you call it? The the roguelike problem, right? Where you want you want roguelikes to have each run be really quite different from each other. You want it to be wild. You want it to be well. I think that's like you. It's because it's because in other roguelikes, like your weaponry is part of the randomness. Whereas mm. in this, you have a loadout that you've built and you're taking it into the mission. So the weaponry is no longer part of the random. No. And that's why you need the world itself and the things you're fighting to be the random. And it's like, yeah. just, just when a swarm spawns isn't random enough, right? It's like, they're like adding more enemy types or adding more things for you to be doing in the middle of a fight. That's where the, that's where the joy of random comes from in a game like Deep Rock, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's like don't get me but wrong; then, I'll take anything they throw at me. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fine, but but uh, but I would prefer them to focus on that area of the game. I mean, the, the, which is probably trouble, way more work. <laughs> well, yes. The trouble with having that kind of randomness ag- built against like loadouts is that you can't. There's a, a certain limit to how much random you can make before it like before it requires specific loadouts but then you can't you can't require that because then you can't guarantee that the people are going to have the right loadouts for the right situation because they won't know (laughs) yeah to an extent but i I, like that is mitigated some amount by the co-op nature of it right some you you should you should have a spread in your team um but then that's kind of countered by the class system where you kind of want one of each class almost and then their specific skills are already locked into like certain roles. To a point, to a point. So yeah, that's what I've mainly been playing a whole bunch of Rocket <laughs> League, getting through that and I'm, I think I'm probably going to make it. It'll be fine. And then the next time it should be easier, hopefully. <laughs> You just say Rocket League when you meant Deep Rock. Well, I played that too, I guess. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it all merges together. Yeah. Well, in Rocket League, we haven't got to the point of the hardcore grind because it's the start of the season where you're just not worried about it yet. <laughs> yeah. Brand new season. The cartoon season, they're calling it, isn't it? Or the, it's quite The, the weak, animated though. season, sorry. Yeah. It's quite weak. They yeah, just put a skin on on Tokyo, which is like the laziest arena yet. Yeah, it's another... I mean, that's quite a few seasons in a row where I've not really been feeling their theme. Like, even no. the spacey one, the last one, was like, somehow wasn't spacey and cool enough. No. And this one isn't comic-y enough, really. Yeah. There's a couple of, a couple they, of things. They, but... just, they, they, just, they just kind of don't... Okay, I mean, I wonder if they're, like, playing it a little safe to be like, well, we don't want to put off the audience if they don't want this because then we won't get our season pass money this season. So they, <laughs> well, yeah. so they filter it, a li- you know, water it down a little bit. And, it's, and, I'm, and I'm like, nah, nah, dog, go in. If you're going to do this, go hard. <laughs> like, because I'm sure I'll build a car of some description out of your, out of your theme because that's what you do. <laughs> I might not. I might not use your weird VW camper van, but actually, you might. You tend to play vans. <laughs> well, it has the Merc hitbox, so yeah. it would actually theoretically be the same hitbox as my classic van. <laughs> but I haven't used that in like ages, really. Right? Because that, yeah. that was always my casual games van slash when me and Rob originally played twos. But then I created a new updated van for that. <laughs> yeah, different van, fat van. And, you know, 
you, you go back to the classic fan and it's like I do when I have played it more recently it's always entertaining to to see it on the end screen because it's like it's so old school it's not it's so non-fancy compared to the weird bullshit you can put on cars nowadays mm. <laughs> Which what, I you, mean, you mean your pizza van yeah the, yeah. the classic like <laughs> i mean it's all stock items, very simple isn't it? Scan, yeah very simple skins and the, the original items yeah but you still come across those those like uh, quote unquote purists who just play well, with yeah, the well, octane, octane with nothing on it, you know. Yes. Boring people. But that's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, boring people. That's because they think it's important to be able to see <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and might, have a very precise hitbox. They might not be wrong, but Well, I mean, I I <laughs> don't I, well, the toppers that I use, I usually don't pick ones that are massive and obscuring the views just because of that, but sure. not not because I'm thinking competitively, just because it makes sense. <laughs> I usually I do find have that weird... thought for like two seconds, and then I think, no, I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it weird how like one of the unlocks in this rocket pass, one of the specifically comic book style unlocks is like the stupid chomper face for the front of the van. Right, yeah. And so, that counts so, so, as an antenna, which yeah. is interesting. Because so, it's like they're using a new they're using like an old slot to do a different effect. So is that unique to the van? That, I like, don't know. I can't really tell. Because it's some way um, up the tree, isn't it? So yeah, it's like... way up the tree and I haven't seen it seen anyone using it yet. That'd be interesting if it isn't. And you could slap yeah, it on it. It is some kind of because it is just classed as an antenna. Because then that is a new kind of decoration. Because also, I I guess like there's never been a case with antennas or wheels that have been locked to cars before, unlike skins, no. which can be car locked. So who knows how that will actually work? Because obviously, it, like when it's on the van, it, like the eyes line up with the headlights, and then like yeah, yeah. the mouth lines up with the grill. Unless so, someone's had like, to go would and that do... even work on any of the other cars? Uh, unless someone's had to go and do positional tagging work on every single yeah, one on of the all of the body works. Yeah, that, that would suck for them. <laughs> it's probably not that difficult. Well, maybe. And then I guess the only other thing that I played very briefly was like I reinstalled Seven Days to Die because I haven't played that in quite a long time. And then it's continued to somehow be updates in alpha because <laughs> okay. this is like one of those classic never-ending early access games. Hmm. But I went back to that to, to try and go back in to see how things are nowadays. But then I didn't get very far and I was like, oh yeah, I remember why this, I remember why the start of this game kind of sucks. Because <laughs> you have to like to get started in that game, you have to make decisions that are annoyingly like permanent, and you. So it's like I didn't remember what skills were important. So it's like I don't want to spend these skill points, but if I'm not spending the skill points, then I'm just going to suck forever. <laughs> and then, like, where, what? Which one of these houses do I choose to settle in? And do I even choose to settle in a house, or do I try and build a bunker from scratch? Hmm. Like, what is the best defensive strategy nowadays? How has the enemy AI changed? It's like, it's a lot of stuff that you either have to spend a long time experimenting with in the game or have someone tell you. <laughs> right. But I think that in general, from what I understand from the last two times I've played it, which have all been through all these updates, it's like, it's they've made it sort of easier nowadays because... Well, I think it was the the update quite a long time ago when they introduced like 
well, basically missions, the way you could go to the traders and they would give you specific objectives. Because once you get, once you have a system to basically give you rewards directly, rather than having to scavenge everything, it's like, oh, now it's actually, now you have specific goals that are actually you can choose, you can see ahead of time how difficult it's going to be, and then you'll get specific rewards. Well, not still random rewards, but specific grades of reward, I'd say. So, it, and, you know, that's much easier than hunting around forever and hoping that the random dice roll will give you something nice. Mm. <laughs> and also, usually the mission rewards also give you money, which you can then just use to buy whatever you don't get from the mission rewards. Right, I see. So, yeah, once they introduce the quest, it seems like it's a bit easier to just get stuff. But then, obviously, that was part of the rebalancing of making certain you know ai work better in terms of like the defenses so that the enemies are like <laughs> dumb or whatever <coughs> oh, sorry about that that was probably quite a loud nasal noise that came through there <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I only played the very start of it again and i was like i didn't even get to the first seven days the first horde night or whatever because i was too indecisive about what house i wanted to fortify and whether fortifying a house is even a good idea any longer <laughs> Because the last time I got a long way into that game was from fortifying a house, but that was like so many versions ago. I think the AI is actually quite distinctly different nowadays. So have they ended up? Is it one of those cases where they've ended up with a system that's currently pointless? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell because, like, I hear f- from people who've got into the later game parts of the modern versions, it's like you it's actually possible to not even fortify at all and just basically once you get vehicles like a car or a bike you just ride around during the horde night and the zombies can't catch up to you (laughs) provided you keep moving (laughs) which i mean i guess kind of makes sense but (laughs) that's quite funny so do these zombies not like the day so you can just like survive until well like the way it normally works is like during the day they're like regular shambling zombies during the night I don't. I don't think it's every night. I think it's only the horde nights that are distinctly different. But during the night, they can sort of sense you better, and I think occasionally it spawns more like than like mini hordes, but they're not really aggressive. So mm. they just sort of wander past usually. But then on the seventh day during the horde night, then the zombies get fast. So that's when you have the base defense, and they also know where you are always rather than being because normally you can stealth during the night mm. like if you don't make any noise and you move around slowly or whatever you can basically still even avoid them even though they are more sensitive but on the horde night all the zombies just automatically know where you are and they just come straight at you <laughs> so that's when you normally have your fortifications that you've built up during the seven days and then you try and survive that one big big night every seven days but yeah, like I say, apparently it's po- possible to just not bother and just <laughs> drive around in a car. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Put yourself on an island somewhere and just sort of stand there going, cooey. Well, the island thing is like the other problem because like the zombies will just walk along the bottom of water. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, like an island doesn't quite work. But then like, but once you're talking about how you're defending a, a location, it gets into all like it's always been about 
how the AI functions and how you can exploit it. Like last time I tried playing with someone else, we were we thought, oh, let's fortify, let's build like a platform on top of a on top of like the arch of an ironwork bridge, because then there'll only be like these really thin walkways essentially going up to our base that will be easy to defend. So we thought that would be a good idea, but because of the way the uh, because of the way the zombie pathfinding works, they like. If they were coming from the right direction at the ends of the bridges, they would walk up the little thin path and then run into whatever our traps and, and us. <laughs> and that was fine. But if they were pathing from like certain angles, they'd run into the like structure of the bridge first, and then the zombies would just try and beat their way through it, because that's how the AI works. So the whole bridge just ended up collapsing. <laughs> oh. Oh. So it's like you have to like weirdly consider these how dumb the AI is basically where it's like if they can path to you they'll path to you but sometimes if they come in at certain angles if they meet a like concave corner or whatever so their pathing gets stuck they automatically start beating up the blocks around them and then that can cause stuff to get destroyed <laughs> so it's I think that was why the that la- that one time where I did have that fortified house that worked because I dug a moat around it but it was like as perfectly square moats, so there was no convex corners for them to get stuck on. Because then another time when I tried to fortify fortify a house but didn't build a moat, there was like it had a a porch thing at the back that had a concave corner, and what, as soon as one zombie got stuck there, it just made a hole in the wall, and then I died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you have to be annoyingly aware of how stupid the zombie AI is. But that does seem pretty annoying. It's just like, yeah. Which is, I'm not sure. I, there's like I don't know. In real in real life, would it, would a, in real life zombies would would you expect <laughs> them to randomly just sort of swing around if they were like I don't know where to go. I know he's around here somewhere. Or would they just try and run off in another direction? Well, yeah. I mean, that is the sort of they do show that in like you know films or whatever where the zombies are just like. They're all around the building and they're beating on the windows. And yeah. it's like, well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's sort of the representation of that, right? <laughs> they're just trying to get to you. They know you're inside the building, but they don't really have any concept of how buildings work. So they're just trying to beat their way in. They, they just keep going, going forwards, basically. Yeah. Just keep pushing W. Because technically, technically, there is one way that the Seven Days to Die zombies are smarter is that they know what doors are. So if there's a door that they can path to, they will usually try and get to the door to beat their way in there, huh. <laughs> rather than just going through the walls. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really play that that much, and I don't. I, I sort of looked into it, but then I was like, this would still, even at this point, where it's. Theoretically easier to get going. I'd still actually prefer this to play this in multiplayer still, even if it's only one other person. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll convince someone to come back into that. But I don't know. We've got other things that we're still waiting to get back to in multiplayer, like Satisfactory and possibly even Factorio at this point. <laughs> any, and that's pretty much all I played. Any word oh, on wait, actually, Satisfactory is no longer early access. <laughs> Speaking of old, games well, that are in early mean, access, yeah, there is that. Forever. There is that theory of we're still waiting for a the big release to go in there for real. There was one other thing that I did play, though. I played a random amount of Mario Odyssey again. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Sweet. Because I, 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 I guess I played... I think I talked about it on the podcast the last time I was playing it, which was relatively recently. I played through the 
I played up to the ending, the regular ending. <laughs> so I just opened up that save file again and started going going into like, let's get through all the other 500 moves that are after the ending. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Go back to the first level and, and actually be able to do everything there now and all that stuff. So I did some of that. Haven't I very specifically didn't go to the dark side or the darker side, even though those unlocked. I was like, yeah, I'm, I know what's there. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Don't want to do that right now, especially because I haven't played for a while and therefore all my skills have degraded again. Yeah, I think it was when I was trying to attempt some of those that I just sort of put the game down. <laughs> Because it's just like, yeah. oh, this is how hard it's going to be. Well, maybe I don't want that. <laughs> and I did do the 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 silly thing that you can do immediately after the end of the story, where it dumps you into the mushroom kingdom. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. How many moons can you get in, uh, in one single go to dump into the Odyssey just from the mushroom kingdom? Because it's like cause you few. get all those ones. Yeah. You can get the stupid ones from Toadette, where she just gives you like achievement awards, basically. Mm. And you just get a shit ton of those as soon as you go there. And then the whole of the Russian Kingdom moons. And then there's like, 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 I guess, well, no, I guess the boss fight, the refighting the bosses do count as Russian Kingdom moons, even though they're sort of in different worlds. But yeah, you can get like 70 odd moons and just dump them all at once. And then that sequence where they all go into the top of the Odyssey takes forever. <laughs> 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 right, because there's just so many. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising that it actually, you know, counts doesn't, them all individually. And it's not just a sequence. Wait, <laughs> wait, there's a boss rush in Mushroom Kingdom. No, you refight all of the bosses in like hard mode because you go into the, those little tower buildings and you jump into like the paintings, like it's Mario sixty four. <laughs> oh, I don't think I did that. I thought they were. I thought there were extra boss fights on like the darker side stuff, like or they were positioned there. But the extra boss fights on the dark side are like refighting the rabbits, though, right? Aren't yeah, because you have to do all four of them and the stupid fat one, <laughs> do all of them again in hard mode, essentially. But yeah, all the regular bosses have basically that, but in the Mushroom Kingdom oh. via the Mario sixty four reference. Yeah, maybe, maybe I didn't. Maybe I did or didn't. I can't remember that at all. Anyway. <laughs> and then I, I, I weirdly had nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine coins. So I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just buy one of these super expensive outfits. I'll hmm. be a skeleton." Except <laughs> now there's more than one of those super super expensive outfits because of the like patches that they did. There's several outfits that are like nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine or like five thousand coins. It's just like that's ridiculous. I mean, the first time I played it, I had to grind to get the 9,099 to buy, this, buy the skeleton outfit after I'd bought everything else. But now there's multiple times that. And I was just like, I'm, you know, that's I'm never going to complete it like that again. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you shall. <laughs> well, I, if I was going to do that again, I'd load up my old save file where I'd already done all the ones that were in the base game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then grind for coins. And then see if you've still got the pictures for the, uh, was it the stupid photo challenges or the ones with the clues, the yeah. visual clues? I, it turns out I, I had actually deleted all those pictures from the last time, but I, <laughs> start, I basically started taking those pictures again as I went through the game this time. Didn't they have some of those that were actually like they posted them on the 
the, 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 the news feed and they weren't well in originally the they posted some of the they posted some of them in the news feed but they're they are still the one same ones from the game right but then they later on in when they were still patching it posted new ones but they don't point to a moon they point to like a luigi sprite that gives you extra coins oh, right okay so they're actually different and not necessary <laughs> And I wish it gave me more coins, because then that would be more worthwhile for <laughs> grinding coins. There's really not not really many good ways to grind coins in that game. <laughs> what about the Luigi Hide and Seek game, or whatever it is, or the Balloon Goat, whatever That's that is. far too much effort for the reward. <laughs> it's like, especially because it's like, you know, those hide and seek things are community based or whatever. Mm. People upload their stupid shit, and then it's sort of like that. If it, if you're going to try and do the higher level ones, you're going to find the ridiculous balloons where it's like, how the fuck did it, how the fuck did you even get there, or how the fuck did you get there this quickly? Because you have a time limit. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> yeah, because that's that's really the meta game of those of the high level of those Luigi balloon finding things is just like getting really far away from where you start because of the time limit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Use your fancy Mario movement. Does it at least does it show you where it is then in those? I don't remember because I haven't done one in like forever because mm. I didn't care about that system. I was like, this is stupid and I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But yeah, that's that's Mario Odyssey still. Woohoo! And that's that's everything. Didn't even get to play Hyrule Warriors because of the plague. Yeah, because of the oh, plague. No. I know. Oh well. I, I've, I held back from playing any more of it. As tempting as it was. What did you play during your plaguey state? Plaguey uh, playing. Wow. Well, I was I was I was away for a week, so I didn't play a lot of games yeah. during that one. But somehow I've ended up with quite a few things to talk about. Um, because I tried playing Rocket League on the Switch. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you can now, and you can, <laughs> like, hook it up to you, so your, epics ac- epic, your Epic account is all linked and all that, so it's like, it's, 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 it still counts. Yeah, that was not a great experience. Like, uh, they need to, uh, uh, even though I was playing it in performance mode, because it does still, it has a performance and quality mode toggle on the Switch, it's like, boy, that performance mode does not perform. <laughs> It's the frame rate is all over the place, and it's just it's just a really difficult way to play that game. It's like, yeah, I'm spoiled, and I'm used to my super high frame rate on my PC through my crazy monitor, and uh, there's kind of no way back from that. It's a that's a difficult it's a difficult thing to unlearn. Um, but but oh boy, yeah, it's not it's it's uh, it's ropey on Switch. It just is. It's like there's a way I think if you put it in quality mode, it caps it at 30, so that's possibly slightly better because at least that's consistent um, or more consistent. Um, but yes, I'm I'm not sure. Like maybe in a pinch, if I if I'm playing, the only reason I had it on my Switch right is because at some point we were going to play it like locally or set up a game with the Cambridge crew. like So they, they play on a PlayStation, and I could play on the Switch, and then we'd have enough to actually get a proper game going, mm. like a proper three-on-three. 
Um, and it's like, oh, this, this could actually be cool. Uh, we didn't end up doing that because it took us forever. The internet got in the way and we couldn't download it all in time. But I left it running and I thought I've ended up with it on the Switch. Um, so I thought I'd have a go at it um, while I had the Switch with me. Um, yeah, no. Just no. Like they need to pair it back a lot more. Make it run. It doesn't have to look good. It's right, Rocket League, just, right? It just needs to just, play well. <laughs> just do a release that runs at sixty, regardless of the yeah. Takes dial it right back. Give me those potato textures. <laughs> yeah, potato is up. Run it as lower resolution as you can. Don't care. <laughs> Yeah, so there was that. Uh, I, f- I finished uh, Immortals, or Phoenix, was it Immortals Phoenix Rising? That's the full name of the game. Oh, yes. So I, I got yes. around to finishing that um, because I basically just started mainlining it. Um, I got, I got, yeah. I got fed up with the with the world in the end. It just, like I said before, it just wasn't quite interesting enough to hold out for the size of that world. It's like it just wasn't. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just not interesting enough. The puzzles always had like there came a point where all the puzzles were kind of the same. All the things you were doing didn't feel particularly innovative anymore or interesting. Uh, and I possibly like made that worse for myself by having a, a you basically can unlock a power where you can cheese some of the um, put block on weight switch puzzles because you could just summon right, a okay. weight. <laughs> All right, and it just stick it straight on the board. And it's like, well, instead of trying to find where this other block is, I'm just going to summon my weight <laughs> and put it here Boy, and, and skip a puzzle. Carry that weight. Like, Great, that's helpful. Um, and some of the vault, I ended up not doing the vaults entirely. There came a point where I just, you know, the shrines, effectively. I ended up just like, unless the game's forcing me to do one, I'm just not going to do it because I start... I started coming across some real stinkers, like some really annoying and genuinely, I think, poorly designed stuff um, mm. that just doesn't quite function right. Um, was the main problem. Like some stuff where you like it would spawn. Oh, there's a rock here, and like uh, the puzzle is to turn this switch on, and it turns the wind on to to blow this in a certain direction. Except because physics, it's like the wind doesn't blow it in the direction that it was intended to, so the thing gets stuck. And then it's like, well, now what the hell do I do? Well, I can get in there myself, and I can try and unwedge this thing, and then I can get back out, and then I can flip the switch again and hope that the physics works this time. <laughs> and it's just no, it it it, it just got it got kind of crap. <laughs> like <laughs> it got crap, yeah. Uh, and, and my, yeah, my patience ran out with those, so I stopped bothering. Um, and I think, as I sort of said before last time, I, I kind of feel like that's potentially what how the writers felt <laughs> as well. Right, they actually... <laughs> like they kind of just started getting a bit bored and kind of like, just sort of, yeah, it definitely got a bit ropier as it went on. So there was definitely some... There was a couple of twists in the end game that I'm not sure... But I wouldn't say I saw coming. They were kind of like not consequential in any way. They weren't like, oh, snap, kind of moments. They were just, all right. <laughs> that's a thing. That... <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> oh, so, oh, oh, so that's what happened. Okay, fine. And uh, at, yeah, I found the kind of uh, the last few encounters pretty underwhelming, maybe because I was quite strong at that point and they weren't all that tough, but they weren't all that interesting either. Uh, yeah, and there are some moments between you and your sort of phoenix bird friend that uh, 
seem totally unearned. It's like, oh my god, the phoenix is dead. Oh my god, the phoenix is alive. And it's like, and and the, and the language used is like, I love you, kind of, kind of level. And you're like, oh man. And and as and as and as a player, I'm just like, don't care. <laughs> like yeah, like like you just you didn't earn that that what level of weight or that <laughs> level of compassion towards your random bird friend. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really work. It's fine, but it doesn't really work. Um, I think, yeah, I think their idea idea ended up better than their execution. That like, another one of those. Okay, and and a lot of their ideas were stolen anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gotta wait for that Breath of the Wild sequel. See if that actually comes out this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that means I'm probably done with that, and we'll never play it again. Um, or. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's probably true. <laughs> As I, I came across sounding again, again a little bit harsher than I intended. But, oh, but like, it's but it's true. It's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one I even fine. have on disc, but it's still probably yeah. true. Um, uh, yeah. So two new games I have, or games I've not played before, have been on my roster. Uh, so let's start with I'm going to choose Team Sonic Racing. You heard me. Team... Transformed. No. No. <laughs> no. Just not, not Sega and Sonic. Kept the All-Stars. same. <laughs> just, just Sonic. They've taken the all the All-Stars have gone away. They've had a fallen out. Sonic said some things. We don't want to talk about it. Uh, the, Purely uh, Sonic. Just Sonic. Team Sonic. Racing. <laughs> Can you play Shadow? Well, not just Team Sonic, right? <laughs> well, no, not just Team Sonic. There's... there's I don't even know what the other teams are called. They don't actually. I'm not sure they give the teams names particularly. They're just oh, like really? they're just, they they're, back they're just the teams. <laughs> Team Dark. I mean, they kind they kind of Rose. already fill that pattern. <laughs> yeah, there's like Team Sonic, Team Rose, Team Dark, I suppose ish. Team Eggman. No. no team but but they're not. But, but they're not really called. I don't think they're called those. They're just that's the team. Like they're the other teams. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's another kart racer, following on from the uh, surprisingly good Sega and Sonic All Stars racing, Transformed. Um, actually, that first one was all right as well, but Transformed's a good one. Um, this is less so. I mean, I think we knew it. I think we had that vibe, but it's less good. Uh, it's made, which is slightly disappointing because it's another sumo digital joint. It's um. They've made all three of these now, and uh, something's definitely been lost here. And I don't know if that's just because it's lost the other Sega-ness. So, like, it's definitely, you know, the fe- that feeling of variety that a kart racer should have is probably quite diminished by the fact that it's just Sonic. Um, I mean, that, you know, it's easy to see that's a step backwards. Like, why, do you, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh and it's just, I just don't think it plays very well, kind of at all. Like the, it's very boring for a kart racer, and you know what you're getting into with a kart racer. They all kind of play the same, but like this is so cookie cutter and pretty uninteresting, and I think kind of broken in spots. Um, 
So I'm, I'm trying to struggle how to explain this. So like the only the, the the wrinkle here is that they're trying to encourage team play. So you're ranked not only on where you position, you're ranked on where the two other people on your team position as well, and it's your combined score that matters. Uh, and so there are extra mechanics thrown in to be like to to help your team along. So like the person who's ahead of your team leaves a trail behind them, and if the other players drive in that, they gain a little bit of extra speed. Great, that's like a that that seems like a fairly sensible way of actually managing uh, rubber banding. But like for yeah. the members of your own team, it's like great. Actually, that that seems like a sensible idea, and that's actually the mechanic that comes off most successfully. Um, the other thing they do is basically you have the ability to send items to other to your teammates. You basically just push a button to say, I don't want this. And then one of your teammates will pick it up and they might get a slightly more powerful version of the thing you sent. I mean, that's fine in theory, but it's not very interesting to you as the player, right? Because you're just it's just a way of getting rid of your items. <laughs> not that interesting. Um uh, and the only other thing that really exists in team mechanics is like if you crash like or get hit by something and so you end up in that sort of spinny state that all kart racers have, like if yeah. someone zings you, if one of your teammates zings you while you're in this kind of state, you get a sling boost. And oh, that wow. will like, it basically just gives you a little extra, like, uh, like a turbo basically to get you going again. Oh, that's quite nice. But that's quite nice. But it's like, it's totally at the mercy of where your teammates are at the time, right? So if you're uh, in what I find is the most common situation where I am winning and my teammates are last, I'm never going to get a sling boost. <laughs> I'm never going to see no. that. The teammates are too yeah. far away. Yeah. Um, I am playing it in hard mode because the regular difficulty is just is is the other end of the spectrum. It's far too easy. Um but playing it in hard mode, like basically that takes the difficulty away from me and puts it entirely on how well my AI compatriots are doing, which is, of course, random and thus yeah, of course. sucks. Right. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. <laughs> you can play for a whole Grand Prix and you'd be doing well, but like every race, your teammates will be doing poorly. And it's like, so like, and obviously the game thing is like, oh, you should be supporting your team then. You should be like, okay, how do I do that? I'm miles ahead of them. I'm leaving the slipstream trail behind me. I'm sending every item away from me. Yeah, to their help. Yeah. Like, what else do you want me to do? I'm using your mechanics. <laughs> like, clearly there's not enough mechanics here to make this work. And I think the problems go like deeper than that. So there is a mode you can play where you can turn off the team stuff and just play it as a kart racer, regular. Uh, oh, and, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, and I think even there, like, think the balance is busted. Like, so the the it does the kart racery thing where if you're behind, in theory, you get more powerful weapons, right? You'll get the uh, you'll you'll get the blue shell or some equivalent of it, uh, or uh, but. That happens very infrequently, like not Mario Kart level frequently, but like much, much less. So if you're at the back, your ability to catch up is pretty slim, honestly. Like you don't have many options. It's uh, the game won't help you very much at all on that front, um, which is kind of the antithesis of what a kart racer should be. Um, but then equally, 
the rubber banding of the AI seems to mean that they are terrible for the first two laps, and then on the third lap they just suddenly get super powered. And okay. so, so I play as a as a version of Sonic, and you can there are, there are like car loadouts and things you can do, so you can change some of the stats of your cars. Um, and I've got basically maximum top speed. I've I've given Sonic uh, Sonic all of the the key, the gear that makes his top speed faster than anyone else. And then people drive past me <laughs> in a straight line, and I'm like, "How oh. did you do that?" Like Sonic, <laughs> like yeah, like okay, yes, they could have had a boost power up, and they just casually boost past me. But I'm pretty certain I've seen it happen where they're just not doing that, and I don't understand. The rubber banding seems busted. It's not very good. <laughs> there we go fair it's like it's just it's so surprising given how much fun i got from the last two games especially transformed it's for them to sort of basically balls up the cool mechanics of a kart racer it's kind of unforgivable and and right i've played this in multiplayer with the cambridge crew because they all got ps plus as well so they all all picked it up so yeah we actually played some online stuff Oh, and it's like, okay, the online performance was okay. There were moments where the game seemed to be doing something with my car that I wasn't. Like, okay, the stunt system's back. So if you're in the air and you push the right stick, your car will flip in the direction you push. Uh, each time you flip, earning you a little bit of more boost for when you land. Great, that system's fine. That's been in the previous games. Um, except for when I played it in multiplayer and the car would flip itself. And it would be like, I didn't tell you to do that. And then it would flip itself and causing me to crash if you don't complete the flip. And it's like, well, mm. great. <laughs> and I haven't had that happen in single player, so I assume it's a netcode problem. Uh, and I've had, definitely had moments where the car didn't steer quite as responsively as I wanted. So, hmm, network play, got some problems. Uh, and But the, the worst part is, is like at the end of the race... Like they do the results screen thing. And there's a lot of results screen things because what it decides to do uh, at the end of any race, whether you're playing single player or multiplayer, it'll go, okay, this is what you did. Um, here You get a score for some reason, which is, seems completely pointless, but it translates somewhat into a number of fake currency you get that you can then spend on a gacha machine to unlock extra customization options. Like either the the good stuff for the for changing the car loadouts or pointless stuff like vinyls and horns, uh, so that that's fine. You, normally you'd skip through that. And then it gives you the results of the race, and it's like fine. Yep, skip through that. And then it would give you the results of like where where the team's positioned in the race. Yep, fine, skip through that. Uh, in multiplayer, none of that is skippable. So it sits there and like for ages counting this thing up, like being like, okay, here's your score. Okay, here's who actually won the race. Okay, here's the team scores. Let me total those up oh, in a graphical sake. way. And oh, and then in multiplayer adds an extra step to be like, oh, here's the accolades that I want to give all the players. Do you want to vote on those accolades? Well, you're gonna. And it's like, it just takes forever. And it's completely unskippable. Um, whether you're playing in a private lobby or not, uh, like, which we were. And it's, it's just ridiculously poorly designed. <laughs> it just sounds super tedious. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the tracks are all that. I've had performance issues in places, which should, is, again, pretty unforgivable for a not amazing looking 
mm. PS4 Pro game. Um, the music's a bit off. It, like, it's just... Mm. It's not their A game. You've done better. You Go back to that. So I probably won't be playing much more of this. <laughs> so who made this? Was so it Sumo Facebook? Digital. Um, oh, right. Who, who, like I said before, they are the team that made the previous two so, um, oh, Sonic kart races. And it's just like, right. yeah, they've dropped the ball completely on this one. Bizarre. Which is then making me think maybe I actually need to go back and play Transformed and maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> but, I'm sure for the time it was, yeah, it was definitely, and maybe it was just because no one had made a good kart <laughs> racer for ages except for Mario Kart. Except Mario Kart. At the time. But yeah, I think even put it next to Mario Kart and it's like, yeah, it's not Mario Kart, but like the, trans, yeah, 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 the transformed yeah. part of it gave it some variety and it wasn't so, and you know, the Sega nostalgia was high and because mm. it's not just Sonic. They were pulling from quite a lot of interesting sources and the yeah, the track design was fun with them changing every lap because things blew up and yeah, it was just a really well put together game. And it was yeah, it was just generally fun to play. I didn't feel like I had these problems with the power up balance or the um uh or the rubber banding. Or having to wait for a, a million different dialogues. Uh oh and it has a story mode I should mention as well, which is as dumb as it sounds. <laughs> Actually. And it's like, how do we how do we explain these people coming from the other dimensions of Sonic getting an invite to the race? Because Silver and Blaze are here, because of course they are. They had to fill yeah. out the roster somehow. And uh they're like, no, no, we just did. We just sent an invite across dimensionally or it was posted two hundred years in advance. <laughs> Like, and so now we're here for a race because we can do that for some reason. Yeah, all right. I mean, it explains it slightly better than Force of the Six Ways. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, it was unnecessary. Like, is, is what I guess what I'm trying to say. It's like you don't need to explain why they're here. Just, just, just say they're here. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to have a story, you do have to explain some things. I guess. There's a there's a there's a mysterious Tanuki. That's all you need to know. The races are okay. run by a mysterious Tanuki. I mean, that, that's enough explanation for anything weird going on, isn't it? You don't need to worry about. It's just magic powers. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time Sonic's done magic in some way. Yeah. Talking about Mario Kart actually did remind me of, I guess, sort of news. The oh, first yeah. pack of the Mario Kart DLC yeah, yeah. tracks have come out. Mm. Yeah. Apparently they're not great. Oh, really? really? Oh, I'd heard it. They were right. Well, I like they're all right, but like people, part of the problem is that 200cc exists now, so they all right. feel really short because they're like they were never designed for 200cc. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, nat- I mean, naturally, that's just that was just going to happen. That's fine. And then the the other problem, apparently, which I've seen various comparison screenshots of, is that they just didn't do a very good job of like you know making them they're, they're way lower detailed than the actual courses and they just have like much worse texturing and so all this, the shadows that, are, are bad is, is that true of the ones they even because i heard that people were worried about that because they were well, the ones that were the but they were bringing from like mario kart tour right yeah but the ones that had been done for the mobile they basically just lifted those versions and put that in here and it's like, yeah okay that's probably an understandable complaint um, but is well, that, is that true like, of the ones like, because have they released any of the N64 ones, like the redone? Yeah, they've Choco Mountain. Oh, Choco Mountain's come out, has it? So has that got the same problem? 
Um, well, from what I've seen, it's like the ones from Tor look average, and then like Choco Mountain, I would say looks fine. But that, I mean, I guess there's not really much to do with Choco Mountain. It's like brown it rock brown. textures. Yeah. <laughs> nothing but brown. But then fog. when they've got like when they've got like Toad Circuit, I think is the one that everyone agrees looks way the worst because like it seems completely random because they've just not it's like they haven't even used the assets that were already in the game <laughs> like in toad circuit the grass is just like a blank green texture and like the the track margins like the red and white rumble strips or whatever those are all just untextured as well whereas in the, like other circuit games from Mario, circuit levels from america they have like proper grass texture and yeah. proper red and white rumble strip textures that they just for some reason haven't even used. Weird, isn't it? Well, I think it's safe to say at this point it's probably not the same well, maybe, maybe it is. I mean it's one of the R and it's one of the well, I think, it's one of I think Nintendo R and D or whatever they call them, isn't it? One one of their internal teams. But like Well I think people are saying that like it it may be Bandai Namco doing the work oh really yeah because nintendo do work with them quite a bit because they you know bandai uh sorry bandai namco do the arcade machines yeah and obviously helped with smash brothers and whatnot mm. so yeah i don't know it's just like it seems like a weird mismatch of of just like they they for some reason, have it. It's not like the assets weren't there; they could use them. And then, like in certain, like certain cases, there's even between different levels in the DLC, there's assets that are essentially the same, except one of them is just worse for no apparent reason. Like Weird. there's a specific bush that's in two different levels that is basically the same bush. It's just like a green mound with like red, uh, like purple and white flowers on it. But in one of the levels, it's just like an untextured blob, and in the other one, it has like proper foliage textures on it for no apparent reason. Weird. I mean, are they like, you can like understand a style if, if they, yeah, if they were trying to make a style choice, but I don't think they are. It's like mm. they just they all in general look vaguely Mario Kart styled esque, but like randomly, some are better than others. <laughs> and then, of course, there's things that. There's more like legitimate like things that people don't like about how they've changed the track designs, of course. But that's that's nothing to do with the quality. That's just no, no, how no. they've changed. That's how they've updated the actual track layouts or whatever. I mean, there's bound to be some changes, right? It's but, yeah, but maybe I mean, or is there? In the case of some of them, like even as far back as Choco Mountain, you could probably make them work without too much change, right? Like yeah, like the main ones that. Have, apparently really annoying as well the main one that a lot of people are pissed off about of course is coconut wall the right. the cars in the parking lot don't move any longer they oh wait really <laughs> oh weird i mean i think there was a variant of coconut mall where they didn't move like maybe that might have been time trial mode or something. yeah i think time trial was like where they got rid of the random elements or whatever but yeah, it's just like they just sit there now, and it's just like that just seems like really unnecessary random change. Yeah. And also, another thing people are complaining about, I guess, is that literally none of the tracks in the DLC use <laughs> anti-grav at all. Oh, okay. So they're not even following the whole Marika Eight. Like, well, I suppose that makes because are any of these tracks new? They're all they're they're all just. I mean, re- they're all remakes of old levels. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, 
some of them have had to be, you know, fully remade, like Choco Mountain and like the ones from the GBA game. Sure. I think I'm I think I'm less worried about that. I mean, maybe the GBA one they could have funked up because they did that with like was it one some of the at least one of the SNES tracks they moved to Mario Kart 8. They yeah. added a well, somewhat pointless angled bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was always going to be like that if they were going to. It was going to be like, here's a pointless angled part. Although, actually, the GBA track that they've put in is one of the, like, floating sky cloud levels. Right, yeah. Which already has, in, in this design, already has some quite steeply banked bits, that, but they're just not in anti-gravity mode for right. no apparent reason. It's like, it probably would have been quite easy to just, like, put the anti-gravity trigger on there and, and angle it up a little bit more. Mm. I mean, why are people really that worried about that? That's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I, that's like. I mean, I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's the argument of like, why is this still Mario Kart Eight if you're not even going to use the Mario Kart Eight mechanics? Yeah, to a point. But even the even the anti grab stuff wasn't particularly new, no. right? But like, all it really added was it's like, hey, if you collide with someone, you both get a mini boost instead. Yeah, that's kind of it. They have at least in these remade tracks like shoved in some ramps to get some gl- gliding in like right, even Chocolate okay. mountain has a bit where in, in this in this version of Chocolate mountain there's just a bit where it's like here's where a bridge would have been except it's been destroyed and therefore gliding section <laughs> it's like okay i mean fair enough you found a way to work that in at least no that's all right that's all right i'm not complaining about that but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, it does seem odd. the graphics, it does seem a bit weird and slightly disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Especially given some, what, uh, what a great job they did when Mario Kart 8 was originally out and the DLC they added to it. All you know, all of that was top-notch. Yeah. Same quality as the rest of the game. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, we saw some of this coming, so I'm, I'm less disappointed about the ones from Tor, for instance, that they brought in. Yeah. We saw that coming. But yeah, the the rest of it seems kind of mad. I mean, maybe they've just bitten off more than they can chew. Like you know, the, the number of tracks they're trying to bring in. Yeah, maybe it was like they aimed too high and ended up rushing it. But but it is weird. Like as I say, the stuff about you said about the assets already being there. It's like how hard can it be to just get the paintbrush tool out or whatever they use in their things and just be like paint this rumble strip the same way, <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Just the, I'm simplifying it a lot, but still, like, yeah, they have those assets. So anyway, that's some extra bit of Mario Kart news that I remembered eventually. Yeah, no, interesting. And and well, I don't feel quite so bad about not being in and uh, being America Eight Deluxe owner now, but I'm still I'm still a little bitter. Yeah, all these years, and you have managed to. Oh, it's because you own. You do because I own it, eight, you? not eight deluxe. Yeah, you own eight on the Wii U. The Wii U. Wii U. Wii U. Wii U. Killer tofu. Killer tofu. I got one more game. What's that? Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Why? What a disappointment! <laughs> what, <do you> <laughs> what a disappointment! What oh, were you expecting? Square. Yeah, it's square. It is, it is a square. <laughs> it, is, it is a square game. It's a, it's a disappointing selling game. Um, yeah, it's hip to be square. Hey, I was just surprised this thing turned up on Game Pass, like because it's not been out that long, and also it's a square game. It's like 
I don't know, yeah, Square definitely well, had maybe, stuff maybe on. That's why. Yeah, I mean, Square definitely maybe had stuff like, on Game sold, Pass, but maybe they were like, "It sold so badly, we can make more money by making Microsoft pay us to give it away for free." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably that is probably the thinking. Um, but don't, let's not forget, this game actually got a game award for yeah. for narrative. It's not like it's not like this thing. Like it. Yeah. More than you would think for a weird kind of like a movie spin-off but like in that weird remake way. Yeah, it's not a is. it's not a movie spin-off. It's a Marvel's game. So like in the same way that Marvel's Spider-Man is its own thing. This is its own thing. So it's not it doesn't follow but the not, same rules as the MCU. And but it's not also not integrated with the Marvel Spider-Man game in any way. I mean, probably it's not. not. Like a no, no, it's yeah. not. Like, there's, 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 I mean, there is a there is a brief Spider-Man joke in there, but it's like, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a it's a full-on <laughs> like mm. same universe thing. I quite like this. Like, I'm 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 kind of surprised. Uh, I was. I, I mean. I wouldn't say it's the most polished thing I've played in the world. Like it, it and perhaps at the, I think the start could rub you the wrong way quite easily because a lot of the dialogue in this is, uh, let's say the wrong end of subtle, or the absent end <laughs> of subtle. The missing end of subtle is <laughs> the absent end of subtle. <laughs> what the. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's got that thing where sort of everyone like shouts at each other, even though they're like standing right next to each other, kind of thing. Especially, especially Rocket, who has this problem the entire time. Um, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, yeah. yeah. Um, they just have a tendency where it's like they're, 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 they're just they just shout at each other. That's just what they do. They don't have indoor voices. They just shout. And uh, I think maybe I'm getting used to that. But at least at the start of the game, it came across as like really kind of odd and a bit grating. And it's like, why, why, just why? You guys are right next to each other. You don't have to be at each other's throats the entire time. Uh, doesn't make a huge amount of sense. And it's what kind of coupled with, like, when I mean, like, it's not as polished as I think. Like, it's, I don't think the dialogue or the writing of the dialogue is poor, per se. But I think how the game delivers that dialogue can be kind of odd. And well, my mind is drawn game. a little bit towards Sonic Adventure 2. And it's not nearly as bad as Sonic Adventure 2's legendary talking over each other uh, timing, oh, no. but there are but there are moments where it feels like this is not how this was intended, right? Like right. You, the timing of this feels wrong, or if it was intended, was this actually written by someone who's not an English speaker, and then it was translated into you know, which is the Sonic Adventure yeah, it problem. Um, it's a uh, it's it's kind of weird at times. Um, like a uh, character's reacting to things before the line has landed and things like that. Um, there's one line in particular where someone's explaining the situation. They say, "Oh, it's like this," and they make a joke about how Rocket doesn't scoff; he says "scoff." Um, and, scoff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the middle of this, like, but while while the thing that the problem's being explained, he just goes "scoff" in the middle of it, and it's like before the thing he should be scoffing at has happened. <laughs> 
wow like this, <laughs> yeah there's just the like there's just little moments like this where like the timing doesn't quite land and it's like it's the same thing where like if you if you go go for a fight sequence and the fight ends they're immediately talking normally like there isn't no, there's no like pause to be like like just let the fight or let the situation breathe a little bit it's like no they're straight back into the talking about the next narrative point and it's there's no let up there's no i think pacing is problematic in 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 the narrative delivery um but that said i am quite liking where this story goes like it's it's one of those where it's like it seems like a lot of unconnected events at first and then it starts drawing them together into a bigger picture kind of story and it's it's working for me like i think it's i think it's good i'm being uh it's it's you know it's got that hook I want to see where it goes. I want to see how this finishes. It's like it's hard to stop playing because there's always a little, a little thing nudging you forward to be like, oh, hey, I want to, I want to, I just want to, I just want to see how this scene resolves, and then it result doesn't quite resolve. So you're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll keep going until, the, <laughs> until this next room, and then, and then several hours have passed. You know, it's it's good at that. Mm. Mm. Um, that said, the the gameplay itself is actually pretty simplistic. Like it, it, it's a good thing. It has that narrative hook, and it has that, uh, like fishing line stuck in the side of my cheek, pulling me through it. Because it's like, yeah, the actual game side of it is pretty simple. Um, in you're in an area, there may be some small traversal problem to solve. That problem is not very difficult. Move on. Here's some more stuff. Maybe do that again. Maybe have a fight. Fight is basically simple lock on to enemies, hold trigger until they die kind of thing. We're like, okay, let's simplify it a little bit, but it's 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 a lock-on shooter rather than a proper shooter, uh, if that makes sense. It plays, I'm kind of reminded a little bit of Metroid Prime and maybe ReCore to a certain extent in terms of like how that feels. Um, you're moving around a locked-on enemy rather than, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh and you know you're you're slowly getting more abilities, and you can call upon the abilities of your team, and uh, then you finish the fight, and then you immediately have a conversation about how rubbish that fight was, or something, or how how dire the situation <laughs> is, and then you do another traversal problem. Then you might have a cutscene. That's kind of it. It just you just go, and it's linear, uh, and it's like just go from here to here. There may be a couple of side things to find on uh, in each area. And I'm finding it incredibly refreshing. Like, because nobody makes games like this anymore. Right. That's like, not the thing anymore. Like, not since Gears, maybe Gears 5 might be the last thing I can think of that is actually has this structure with this amount of money put behind it. Right? Kind of straight, yeah, straight shooting type thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a straight-ass campaign. And I'm digging it. Like, like you can, you can, you can even like the the Sony big hitters of recent years. Like God of War might be the closest thing on the Sony side to like a a, a sort of narrative driven experience, I suppose. In this way, no, okay, no, Uncharted's probably closer. Uncharted's are a bit more linear, but like, yeah, yeah I was about to say, even God of War has like an open worldy thing where you could yes, possibly does, have yeah. a story point of agency, and then you just go on and faff. <laughs> for, for, yeah. for tens of hours uh, yeah it's a little bit metroid yeah yeah and uh, this just has none of that and i'm finding it i'm, I'm kind of loving it <laughs> like like it's right. a nice feeling to just be pulled along sometimes i don't need that open world yeah. like if it, if it's in service to the narrative and i feel like it's 
I mean, it's. I mentioned the word earlier, didn't I? I said agency. It's like it's exactly what it yeah. is. It's like they are doing what they need to do at that moment in time, and they can't do anything else. And that's fine. It feels great. So yeah, it's a pretty good looking, slightly unpolished, but pretty enjoyable experience. Um, good time. Yeah. It's uh, I'm not. I have no concept of how long this thing will end up being. I, I absolutely have no idea. I think it's longer than you think, um, in a sort of uncharted kind of way. Is the impression I'm getting right now? But but honestly, I wouldn't mind if it just didn't take that much longer and just ended. Like yeah, I'm, I'm probably only halfway through the ability tree at this point. I haven't got all of my gun powers. Um, so yeah, I, I maybe. 40 to 50% of the way through it, but I've put quite a bit of time into it already because I keep getting pulled along. Hmm. It's neat. It's really quite neat. You wouldn't have played this if it wasn't Game Pass, right? <laughs> oh, probably not. Well, I mean, I was vaguely interested after like hmm. there was some amount of... Um, you know, there was there, there's good sentiment around it, and I was surprised oh, yeah. by the good sentiment, especially coming off the back of Square's other Marvel ventures. Yeah. Um, like, because it's weird. Like the way this game presents itself is kind of like how I thought the Avengers game would present itself, right? Because you remember when they first announced the Avengers, they were on about like they gave us a story trailer, they gave us a setup, they gave us a little bit of gameplay, um, and then they introduced us to the voice cast and that they had Nolan North and Troy Baker and some other big names, and it was like, oh, okay, you're making a narrative focused story experience and then the game comes out and it's nothing fucking like that and, <laughs> and it's a real disappointment and it's like and then somehow on un slightly under the radar radar guardians of the galaxy is that it's it's like it's what they kind of sold avengers to be it's a weird one but good that they they got there yeah Just not not in the expected way I also uh, disagree with Digital Foundry's viewpoint. I recommend playing this game in performance mode if you've got a Series X because uh, mm -hmm. you get the full 60 FPS experience. Uh, yes, you take a huge resolution cut, like it's nowhere near 4K. I think it might be running at 1080, in fact, I think they said. Oh, um, but it's the way to play that game because um, you're not losing too much in terms of other fidelity playing it that way. But they did patch in a ray tracing mode, which I have toyed with. But I, yeah, I mean, it runs at thirty the entire time, but it's a very sharp thirty. I would explain it. It's like you know how like it's, it's not like there's any motion blur to hide what's going on. Like mm. it's a very mm. sharp, harsh thirty. I would say um, there's no real problem with thirty, but I think this game is fast enough that thirty frames does feel like a step back. And I honestly don't, even though the ray tracing is there and it's like, yeah, fine, I can I can sort of see it. I don't think it makes enough of a difference to this game's visuals to warrant it. Like it's, you might as well use the ray tracing mode over quality mode because that's there still because it patched in ray tracing late. They gave it a quality mode and a performance mode at launch and then patched in a ray tracing extra mode um, after the fact. It's like you might as well use the ray tracing mode over quality um, if you've got the option. But I wouldn't. I would put it in performance mode and enjoy those frames. Gotta get those frames. Get those frames. I think it just plays better, as most things will with more frames. 
But uh, it's amazing. It's amazing how the, all those Halo games were at thirty, isn't it? Mm. No one minded. We don't time. really know what you're missing, right? Until no, I suppose that's true. Was it, I mean, what was well, it? I mean, it was only until Halo Five that we kind of knew. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, this feels pretty good. It's not like we weren't playing Counter Strike on at sixty or whatever. No, 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 no. But it's, it's oh. the, the pace of Halo. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't lose much, I guess. Yeah. Oh. But Halo's got faster over the years, so it's. That's true. Uh, it, it, yeah, the extra, the extra frames are nice. Don't go back. Let's be cool. Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice, nice little surprise. Hmm. Well, it, it was a nice pick me up after Team Sonic Racing. <laughs> was such a disappointment. <laughs> such a disappointment. Cool. Well, is that a podcast? Pretty much. I mean, I've just been playing Zelda, and we already talked about that before. So there's nothing new, except those shrines are worth finding, unlike yes. the vaults. Yes, they're definitely <laughs> they're much worth, more interesting. They're worth going up a like a freezing mountain with like oppressive sounding music, <laughs> and then melting a whole bunch of giant ice cubes just to get in there. <laughs> yeah, here's hoping they can carry on that innovation. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? I mean, maybe they won't even have shrines. I mean, it's not as if Zelda was from a brand new series. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Breath of the Wild was from a long tradition, and it still managed to innovate. So, I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> and you look at you look at Ocarina, and then Majora's Mask. You can see what they do. Sure. You know, within the same breath, pretty much. So, yeah, we shall see. There will be a strict calendar on which everything runs, and you've got the Dingo Dingo your way. Around uh... that would be pretty cool <laughs> to bring back that mechanic. <laughs> <Dingo, off>. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the dingo dingo. Yeah, specifically that. Also, good news, everyone. The big tasty is back at McDonald's. Good news, everyone. <laughs> it's, only been, that... it's only been multiple like... years since we, since it's been back. People are like, boycott McDonald's. They're still trading in Russia. And they're like, quick, shut down in Russia and bring back the big tasty. <laughs> bring back the best burger you did. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll sort out the problem. We're lo- losing fifty million dollars a day <coughs> well, I mean... by, sh- by shutting in Russia. I think. I mean, obviously, so they're quick. using they're using all the extra burger meat that they've got left over from not so good in Russia to make the big tasties. <laughs> to make the big tasties. Yeah. Do you think they not have? They don't have like a similar thing where it's like here, where it's like, oh, it's a hundred percent British beef. There's like, is it not a hundred percent Russian beef? Uh, probably. <laughs> well, it's probably yeah. It's probably local to some extent. Yeah. But and- obviously, not everything is. In a burger is going to be local 100 percent of the time, <laughs> especially in countries with seasons. <laughs> yeah, with seasons. And isn't it that like Putin's going to like revoke all the uh, copyright and all of the like Western brands so that people could just knock them off? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Right? I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess they can. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. I mean. That's just China, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, but not even mainstream China does that, right? It's all that slightly underground, unscrupulous sellers that do that. Yeah, I'm sure it's much more easy to access than it is here. Uh, but yeah. Big and tasty. 
Well, go enjoy while you can. And if you're up for more content, then check out our YouTube channel. Uh, while you're eating your big tasty, you can enjoy our uh, playthrough of uh, Ocarina. Yes. And, um, Might be a minor other... delay on video content. Yeah. Just say. More videos if the videos uh, record successfully. <laughs> they function. <laughs> they function. <laughs> and if the videos fail to function, you can always come back here in a couple of weeks for another salad cast. Welcome to season 13, everyone. Yeah, and enjoy our music. Um, and we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>